Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am here with the juggernaut. Juggernaut! Jakey! And T-Rex. Is it me you're looking for? Actually, I have a new nickname. Really? What's yeah, that? the Wizard Sleeve. The, the Wizard, wizard Sleeve. sleeve. Jacob... The wizard sleeve. <laughs> that's Jacob, Jacob now too. Yeah. Jacob, Jacob, the wizard sleeve. Get your sleeve. mind out of the gutter. That's not what we're talking about, T Rex. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be g- not getting any wizard sleeve? Isn't it? A- <laughs> no wizard sleeve. No I wizard wasn't sleeve. referring the wizard sleeve as a sexual. Uh, oh yeah, sure. You tricks okay. up a sleeve. Yeah. Oh right, of course. Like a wizard. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> So how was your week, by the way? How, how, start off with T-Rex. How was your week, T-Rex? Very uh, uneventful. Just did a lot of stuff with my daughter as far as her basketball thing. He's playing on three different teams now. So she I made did. the team? Yeah, she made the team. Nice. And she and she's playing up. She's 12, nice. and they put on the 14-year-old team, which is wow. good. So that's, I'm pretty impressed with that. Um, they got ranked number one basketball team in the nation, girls basketball team in the nation. Is R. Kelly the coach or no? <laughs> <laughs> the number one team in the nation? They call it the Piss Ants, yeah. She's uh, on the number one team? Really? Well, yeah, the, the 16-year-old version of her team. Is got you know, all coached by the same dude though. Um, number one team in the nation. Wow! Did, did just, you see the piss ants? Yeah, I was just kidding. Oh, the R. Kelly. Kelly. R. Kelly. Gotcha. Oh. The clown. And you? How how's your week? Oh, it's good. Um, man, it's been great. Training's been fantastic. I've been boring. You know what I mean. I don't have anything. anything your arms look like. Just, uh, yeah. What happened? You, you, no, but but you have uh, well, you have some kind of weird. I don't know if you wrecked your motorcycle or thing on no, your no, no. Actually, yeah, I have I haven't been riding in a while. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't ride by a radioactive spider. But you have veins yeah. coming out of your muscles now. They weren't there like a couple weeks no, ago. No, they've always been there, Adam. No, I, I got this technique <laughs> called, it's called cupping. It actually takes inflammation out of certain areas because my rotator cuff was real tight. My, my inflammation in my elbow. But uh, it's, it's amazing because I had never, I'd seen this doctor, um, a friend of mine, Hiron Gracie, who had, who had hooked me up with this doctor. He's a, this, this older Asian guy. And, and he was like, you don't tell him what's wrong with you. You just lay down and, and he kind of like goes through your body and he can just tell. What hurts? You can tell it, it seriously. It doesn't sound shady at I all. Didn't, no, I didn't believe him until I until I until I sat and I laid down. But this guy's been doing it for his whole life. Like okay, he, After he could tell you for like twenty minutes. He's like, there's well, swelling no, no, he between works, your legs. You have a bola. <laughs> no, there's swelling I mean, between your legs. You <laughs> work. He works like down. You know, down your spine, like skeletal muscles. Like anyway, but he could tell. Like you know where your muscles are tight and, and where inflammation was because you asked me if I my my if I had pain in my elbow and you I you must did. be a virgin. No. Uh, go go. <laughs> All right, motherfucker. All right, go on, go on, go on. Please, well, yeah, go on. my arms no. are swollen. Anyway, I'm I'm talking to the listeners actually, not you guys. <laughs> All right, go on, go on. Uh, please go on. Just kidding, go ahead. So it removed inflammation in in this technique called cupping. Um, so it went down from my neck all the way down to my throughout my arm. But nice. Anyway. Does it hurt when they're doing it? A little bit. It's a little uncomfortable. You know they they have these little these little kind of acupuncture thing now has it affected your sparring at all or your training at all this this yeah no i just got this done last night okay but it's his help now how's the sparring going and training are you working with dos años who who are you working with um yeah no i am working with a few guys um a couple muay thai guys i'm I'm training a lot with with edmund and uh we, we do some sparring at wild card a lot in glendale so things are going great though like everything's you know have you seen pacquiao at wild card no he's in the philippines right now but um you know, Freddie's been awesome. He's he's a great dude. It's it's, it's cool. Just kind of does Freddie coach you? No, you know he was talking. He he doesn't it mostly. It's just Edmund, but it's just kind of cool. Just asking him questions. You know, get his. He, he's a legend, obviously, and, and as much as he knows, because you can just see by the way he observes things and like breaks other guys sparring down. It's it's just it's a whole new world. You know, when you when you hear a guy who's like Freddie studied coach, yeah. boxing his whole life, but um, it's cool. It's it's a it's a cool. Uh, 
you know, just to hear him talk. It's cool to see him break stuff down. But nice. I had a cra- train's good though. Yeah. I've- How was your weekend? My week was crazy. Uh, you know, it started off rough. Uh, I was in a really bad depression actually. Well, not depression, but I was a bad funk because like I got that show Tough Talk. And I, and I did it and everyone was telling me how great it was. And I was, it wasn't, I actually enjoyed doing it where I, I interviewed the people after the Ultimate Fighter and then the, the, they, they went a different direction and they said they didn't want to do any, any more comedy. They wanted it to be a serious show. And I was like, first I, I was told, you know, 13 episodes and then it went to like that. And I was like, ugh, right. you know, so I was really, you know, that's just the way show business goes, you know, that's just show business. Oh, that's, yeah. just how, that's just how Hollywood is. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean like, I wasn't kind of like really bummed out about it, especially I was also getting all kinds of positive attention and feedback and fighters were like, oh man, I love you on the show. And I had all these ideas for it, what I was going to do. Right. So I was, I was in a rut. I mean, I was really kind of like, and I didn't really want to talk about it because I didn't want to make a big deal of it. And I didn't talk about it last week because I was very emotional about it. Right. So I was, so I didn't want to, you know, say anything that could <laughs> get me in more trouble, you know, and the kind of thing. But so I was, I was, I was in a, I was in a kind of a funk. Um, but then I had a show in Pennsylvania, actually, this this couple owns a bowling alley and, and like a bar, and they wanted to have a comedy show because they're trying to raise money for the bowling alley or something. So they hired me and uh, at, at, to do this like restaurant, and it was a lot of fun. Actually, it was like these people were the nicest people Did you ever. Get I didn't get hammered, but I got there. There was like, I get to my hotel. There's like a gift basket waiting for me, all kinds of fruit and everything, and like a note saying we'd love to have you. And then I go down there, and like all these families are there, and they're all laughing. And there's no opener, no feature, just me for an hour. You know, when you um, say families, you're talking about kids too. No, no, no. Like, okay, a, I was about to say. but and like <laughs> and the couple, I don't know if they thought they were like renting me for the whole week, but they were just kept taking me out. They're like, oh, you coming for dinner? You coming there? We're playing darts afterwards. We're doing, and I just. It was had like a good old time. It was That's sort good. of. I like that sometimes. Oh, it was. Yeah. I, I really relax. needed it. Right, John, I needed it. And mm. but and then uh, Friday, I, I get a phone call saying I got an offer to be on uh, the Real Housewives of Hollywood. Nice. No, the, the Real Husbands of Hollywood. Right. The Real Housewives. The real, <laughs> no, the real Husbands of Hollywood. Sounds a lot more fun. With, than with real like Kevin Housewives. Hart and like right. Mike Epps and those guys. Yeah. And I got like a part. They're actually they 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 wrote me a part nice. and. Uh, uh, you audition that, for it? No, I got an offer. I just, really? They offered me a part, a, yeah, a, awesome. a, 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 not even like a, like a, a guest starring role. So, really? which is pretty fucking awesome. That is awesome. Uh, so, um, do you know so, what it like entails yet? Or I, I, I know I'm like playing myself. So I'm probably, I'm sure I'm playing a comic. You know, who's, gotcha. I'm sure I'm doing uh, something. Gonna, when you go in there, they're be like, "Are you allergic to any fruit or uh, vegetables?" Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be on stage and people are gonna be pelting you with probably stuff. something to that extent. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, awesome, uh, man! Congrats. Yeah, yeah. So that actually was like, it's just funny how like you could be so kind of bummed out at the beginning of the week, and then at the end, I was like super high. It's about a life it. lesson, Adam. It's a life lesson. I don't really know what the can, lesson is. It can uh, always get better, even when it's bad. It uh, well, you know, whatever. I mean, look, uh, look. I was on TV. I got a part, and then it was like I got it taken away. But there are people with super real problems. Did you slay any there. box from your one TV appearance? The real question the comes real out. Bad. I did. I got a handy that night. There actually. you go. So, See, uh, that's what. Um, that's, she have, that's what. It, did she have her teeth or no? <laughs> she, she have no. She was ninety actually, and uh, <laughs> she gave you me snatch a, her wig off and <laughs> slap her in the back of her bald head right when you're about to reach climax. Oh yes, my god. Yes. <laughs> I slapped her, yes. And then I broke both her hips. <laughs> and uh, you hit, you hit pushed her out of the car and then, uh, and then oh, pushed absolutely. the life alert button. Oh, it was unbelievable. We, we parted like it was 1949. It was, un- it was the greatest thing ever. Did you push her over her walker or what? She yelled out, bingo. It was the fucking... Yeah, that's what happened. It's fucking... 
It was Dan Henderson's grandmother. That's 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 how oh old she God. was. Wow. She was. I I banged Dan Henderson. I mean, I, 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 honestly, was five. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about? All right. So um, yes, I was in a funk. But my, my uh, coaching wrestling is getting pretty good. Actually, we, uh, my team looks pretty good. They're nice. fun. They're funny kids. They always want to play games. Can we play a game? Can we oh, play a, a game? I have a question. Randy's uh, thing at John Lovitz is when? October 4th. We're having. Okay, I was supposed to be in uh, Cabo San Lucas, but because the hurricane yeah. went through there, they canceled it for now. So you're on the show. So, nice. I'll be yeah, there. We're having, oh, yeah, we're having a benefit for my friend who has cancer, brain cancer, October 4th. To John Lovett's Comedy Club, trying to raise as much money as possible. Universal City Walk come out. What time's the show? The show is at eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, and uh, it's it's, it's going to be awesome. I'll so be there. Uh, there, nice. So Friday night, I watched. Uh, you know, I, I I you know what I liked this fight pass fights to start at two o'clock in the morning. I know people are fucking angry. I I, I personally because I'm I'm like up then. You know, I'm usually up till like three or four o'clock anyway. So I, I watched the, the the Roy Nelson Mark Hunt. Fight on fight. Did you guys watch it? You, uh, did I you did. watch the you watched the bludgeoning. <laughs> the bludgeoning, yeah. Didn't I tell you that Hunt was gonna win? Some, you know how there was like there's like somebody said uh, you know how there was like the uh, when people were hacked it was called the fappening. Did they say this is the uh, flappening? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know what? It was a it was a good fight. Look, Roy Nelson, I feel like is one of those guys who's just too fucking talented for his own good because. He has really? like one style of fighting, mm-hmm. but you know if he lost weight and he got in better shape, he could his jujitsu. I think he's like a black belt. Mm-hmm. He, I think he was a state champion wrestler. He just doesn't do that. He just throws that overhand right over and over. He actually went for a couple takedowns, but you know that he he could look better. But he's just so dependent on his chins, you know. Uh, <laughs> and he and he he uh, got caught. He got yeah. caught. And I'm very surprised. I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised that it was Mark Hunt that knocked him out, but I was surprised that he got knocked out. Um, well, no matter I mean, who you was, are, I'm saying whoever was going to do it, I knew it was going to be Mark Hunt that was going to be able to do it. But I'm surprised they got knocked out. I thought I was never going to see him get knocked out. Yeah, no, I, I was surprised too. You could see though, Hunt really timed because um, it's it, it, big country would like kind of duck, so he really timed the uppercut. I mean, it was yeah because you know you could you could tell these both, both these guys throw overhands that are they're like Deadly. like yeah that are like cinder blocks, but. He timed it perfectly and just just caught him. I was like, if this guy is still standing, <laughs> I I don't even yeah I don't even know if I can watch this anymore. This is <laughs> so afterwards. Hunt now said he wants to fight in six weeks at UFC Australia, and he wants to fight Josh Barnett. Um, it's six a rematch weeks, Bar- in six weeks. Wow. Barnett beat him in 2006, I believe it was, uh, and now he wants a rematch. Who do you think wins that fight? Hmm. Josh, Josh is to me used to be one of those guys that was impossible to knock out too. Um, I would have to say in that instance, I would have to go with I'm going with Josh Barnett. I would say Barnett's buddy. much more well rounded and yeah. he's got more ways to win. Well, not but. not literally well rounded, but, but, but yeah, he is. He's got, but yeah. <laughs> skill wise, yeah, yeah, yeah skill wise. Um, I'd go with Barnett. I, yeah, I would I'm be surprised unless unless if he doesn't fight smart, like and he gets caught. He, I mean, Hunt's got the power to obviously. I see. I see Barnett taking to the ground and like submitting him. Actually, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's crazy though. If you look at like like Sean McCorkle fought on Friday night. He he lost a fight uh, on Friday night in Florida on some Roy Jones promotion, which. I love Sean McCorkle. He's a good friend of mine. He, he he probably shouldn't have been fighting on that card. But what I'm saying is, if you look at McCorkle, who tapped 
Mark Hunt only a couple of years ago in the first round in 90 seconds. And you just look look at how crazy MMA is. As right. we're now, oh, McCorkle's yeah. fighting on an off TV card in the middle of Florida somewhere. And Hunt is now in the top five or top 10. Yeah. Uh, it just shows you how crazy that like, MMA is, how you really never know. MMA math doesn't always add up. Oh, man. It's no, if you think about sport. it, because I actually did that. We're like, I did, I did this thing where John Dodson beat TJ Dillashaw, who beat Barrow, who beat Faber, who beat uh, uh, Jens Pulver, who beat um, uh, who beat BJ Penn, who then beat um, Matt Hughes, who then beat uh, it just it keeps going Matt Hughes, who beat GSP, uh, who anyway who beat Jake Shields, who beat Dan Henderson, who beat uh, <laughs> uh, who we who. Fedor. Uh, so therefore, John Dots is the greatest fighter of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at MMA math, it's sort of I was I was thinking about that sometimes. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So that that was a crazy fight. Um, I, I I wrote during the fight. Uh, Roy Nelson bleeds ketchup. Uh, his corner consisted of Emerald, Bobby Flay, and Aunt Jemima. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, you got, but you got you got to love Roy Nelson. I actually, you know, I, I love Roy Nelson. I, I, I give him a lot of credit. Just, just I, I hope he's he's not done. I do hope he fights smarter. Yeah, I don't. I don't if think he comes he's done. I think he has a lot more to offer. Now he, he's funny as hell too. He is funny. I wouldn't say as hell, but so Misha Tate <laughs> is fighting Rin, who, Misha Tate. Misha Tate fought Rindakai. That was a weird fight. Uh, it was sort of Misha Tate had like four feet on Rindakai. Didn't know anything about this girl. If you actually Google some of her YouTube things, she's in a bathtub in some of the videos. She's taking a bath, which I actually watched over and over again. Um, but she, um, <laughs> I, look, I'm a Rinda. I, I, I think it's cool to have a girl like that with a bunny outfit and come out weird outfits. It's sort of a unique. It's sort of strange. But the girl is four foot something. She's not a tall chick. She's muscular as hell. Mm-hmm. She could probably be 115 if she just eases up on the weights a little bit. And uh, it was, was kind of a mismatch. 16 and 0, right? She was 16 and 0. She, and she did. Was she, she like beat, professional wrestling? No, she beat Tara LaRosa, and I think she beat uh, Sarah D'Angelo. She, she beat decent, uh, good, good females. But sure. she just... Um, it's a weird position for Misha, too, because she is, you know, it's, it's hard to really... Put together a strategy. You don't really know much about her or what she's gonna do. It's just that's that's a weird fight, you know. It's, it seemed like yeah, Misha like, was kind of handle fighting Vern Troyer. <laughs> I, th- I mean, seriously. I mean, she trained with Chewy from <laughs> from Chelsea from Chelsea for the fight. It was it was a very strange fight. <laughs> the guy that fought uh, in, in the the Mexican guy, the Sanchez in this t-shirt, oh, yeah. you know, right? <laughs> That'd be a hard guy to train for. You just don't know what he's gonna do. Oh, Sam! The craziest fight I've ever seen was the guy who had no arms, no legs. That was the guy. It was that guy. What was his name Matt? <laughs> no, there was a guy who had no arms and no legs. Who there was a whole documentary about him. He's a fighter. Kyle Maynard. Maynard. Kyle Maynard. And uh, and obviously the, no one wanted to fight him because if you lose, you, you lose to a guy with no arms and no legs. And if you win, you beat a guy with no arm, no legs. But they yeah. changed the rule. How do you fight this dude? Or how does he, he was fight? a good wrestler in high school. He's actually. I actually tough. trained with him once. You trained with at him. Militage gym. Pat Militage gym. What was it like? He's actually got some pretty good chokes. Like. It, we were doing jiu-jitsu. Seriously, he's got like a. Does he like have a, like nubs? Yeah, yeah. He's got like like right here, but like he would he would take guys like he was rolling with me. It was me, Josh, near. Did he him. tap you? No, I mean we, he was, but he, you could tell he he knew what he was doing. Like he had some chokes. Like I was impressed. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. And he had wrestled. But they changed him. the rules that you weren't allowed to like punt him out of the. I was, I was about to do. No, you, could, to it. I you couldn't say, kick him. You couldn't punt. <laughs> 
you weren't allowed to punt him, which I thought would be kind of cool if, like, you could. Imagine you can catch a fighter, like, catch, like, like catching a baseball. Right, like, you're, throw him back. You're <laughs> fucking toss him back. <laughs> No, I'm not making fun of. Him. I'm just saying. But look, if, you, if, if you're gonna have a guy with no arms or legs, you gotta have the rules to be the same. It's like mm-hmm. when I, it's like when I wrestled. The, uh, they had like a blind team, and you had to touch them at all times. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't just go behind them and tackle them. But like, <laughs> but, I, but I thought that's just make you wear the make the opponents wear a bell. <laughs> <laughs> No, but in a way, in a way, the blind guy has the advantage because he's used to the guy touching the him at all times. The blind guy has time. the advantage? In some ways, because he's used to a guy touching him at all times, as opposed to, you know, he's training for guys like you all the time, whereas you're not training for blind guys. It's like, you know, it's like when the guy fought Anthony Robles. I'm not, I'm not saying that he has, an, the guy obviously has one leg, but he's used to fighting guys with two legs. You're not used to wrestling guys with one leg. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, it is it's sort of. It's not the same as being blind, but I get what you're saying, though. Anthony Robles, see, he he was so hard to score on. You know what I mean? That's he, what I'm saying. It's impossible to do a double leg. I mean, the guy, <laughs> he was hard to score. But the guy's, you know, his his body awareness, his body mechanics, like he was, in, he was a national champ. Like the guy's. Oh, yeah. No, he's, I'm just saying, look, I just think that if you're going to have people with who are blind or, or no arms, no legs. Well, uh, Nick Newell. Same rules. Uh, and, and, and he's a beast. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I'm not you know, discriminating. I just think it should be the same rules. Sure. You know? Yeah, I agree. So, um, uh, Akiyama looked great. Yoshihiro. Beat Amir. I was kind of bummed about that. I wanted Amir to win. Amir... Um, you know, uh, Akiyama. I don't know if Asian people just invent, like discovered weight training, but they're, they're now they're jacked, <laughs> ripped up, huge. Uh, or a pharmacy, one of the two, uh, or a pharmacy. So, <laughs> so Akiyama in the third uh, round was just beating on Amir. Looks into the crowd and starts hitting on Juliana Pena. <laughs> yeah, like he just starts talking to Juliana, who's in the in the front row. I don't even, but he's speaking Japanese. I, I'm not even sure. I don't know. I know she she can't speak Japanese. I don't know what he was saying she to her. Can't even speak English. Uh, she can't speak English. I don't know what he was saying to her. But that was kind of a cool move to be hitting on Juliana in the front row. Right. But uh, it was strange. It was. It was. I don't know. Amir's a good guy too. He's been off for a while, man. It's so hard to come back from a layoff. Yeah. Especially at like two years at least. Yes. By the way, uh, word is that that wasn't Rinnakai. It was actually Nam Fan with a wig. Oh my I'm just, god! Okay. All right. So um, <laughs> now, uh, now some stuff that's been going on uh, recently. Chris Weidman broke his hand, so he's out of the fight. It wasn't on his girlfriend's head or anything, was it? No. Okay. Good. The, the, broke his hand. Wow. He, he broke his hand. He's out of the fight. I so heard now, that he got hurt. now the main event is uh, Johnny Hendricks, Hendricks and Robbie versus Lawler. Robbie, Lawler. Robbie Lawler. That's gonna be a good one, right? There. I don't know. Uh, Hendricks has to cut from three eighty-five right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what yeah. do you think in that fight? I love this fight. It's it's just it, they they've already fought. They know each other. You know what I mean? Um, Robbie's been fighting. You know what I mean? He's he's had what two fights since? Does that then? help him or hurt him though? Helps him, I think. I mean, yeah, he's not rusty. You, you're, yeah, exactly. You're active. You keep me. You know, that was the biggest thing when I fought Robbie. I, I hadn't fought in almost a year, and 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 for me, like that's why I want to stay more active. It's just, it's just, you get into that routine. You know what I mean? You get into that that structured lifestyle. You're not out just doing whatever. You don't take a month or two off. You know what I mean? So there's so many factors. But Robbie's a guy when he's confident, he does well, and and I think it's gonna help him. I think he, I think he's gonna get this. I think he's gonna win the title. You think it's Robbie gonna be, wins? It's going to be a tough fight. If Johnny fights smart, I mean, obviously he's a much better wrestler. But you know, if you have twenty five minutes to, if 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 
um, if Lawler has 25 minutes to, you know, to try to knock you out, that's. I'm concerned about man. his weight, honestly. That's Johnny. Johnny's weight. Yeah. When I saw him in Vegas, I mean, he looked big. I, I was yeah. in the Palms, and I could see him in the Hard Rock. That, that's how. <laughs> that's how big he got. I, I I get nervous about that. That's I would I'd call Mike Dolce right now and then fly him <laughs> over to, to. Uh, I think he knows what he's doing. So uh, yeah. So Hendricks, that's gonna be uh, so that's who a you got that fight? A, a, who do I? I like Hendricks. Yeah. I I think that um. How how like how to win? Le- uh, uh, left. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, Robbie Lawler is obviously in his prime right now. He's hit his peak. He, right. I mean, he's a guy that lost to Mayhem Miller. Uh, nothing, not knocking mayhem at all. But you look at where, how, how well, uh, yeah. Let me remind you, Robbie was two and four coming into the UFC. Two and four from Strike right. Force, and now he's on a whole different level. Yeah, and and he really obviously found a, a home in American Top Team, and, and but there's something about a Johnny Hendricks is, is, is a winner. Uh, something about that guy that just compete, man. knows how to compete. Uh, what, what three-time national champion? Two-time national champion? Two-time national champion? Uh, two-time national champion, and he's just one of the even the GSP fight. I thought he won. Like I just, it was close, man. And yeah. There's something about him that, like, I would almost say, like, like Mayhem once told me that he's too dumb to fail. That's what Mayhem told me, <laughs> and and he didn't he didn't mean that as like he didn't say that about he said about about him him himself. He said Mayhem said I'm too dumb to fail. <laughs> but I thought that was actually something about Robbie that when it comes to when the when the when the cage door gets closed, he just he's a gamer. Robbie or I mean, I mean, I got, I got Hendrix. He's a yeah, gamer, Robbie. and he just knows how to compete, and he just doesn't give a shit. So he's just one of these dudes. It's just yeah, knows doesn't get nervous. He's just and uh, and I think that's uh, why he's gonna win. For some, I just feel like he's gonna rise to the occasion again. But you didn't answer. How, how's he gonna win? How's he gonna win? Decision. When he's going decision. decision. Sure. You know. Uh, I mean. Although, and I think he his hand was broken in the first fight too, right? Wasn't his hand broken or his shoulder? He wasn't hitting at 100%, according to him. Or something I don't know. Happened. It didn't look like it, but who knows? It was weird Possibly. because Robbie Lawler was getting hit and laughing. And normally when Johnny Hendricks hits you, you don't laugh. Yeah. So I would like Robbie's to... Robbie's nuts, man. Yeah, he's nuts. <laughs> he's insane. Speaking of that team, American top team. So last night... Um, Hector Lombard, who's coming on our show next week, tweeted, hey. a, tweeted out a picture... <laughs> Uh, saying, come on, Matt Brown, uh, you, uh, sign up to fight me, and then tweeted Dana White in a, as well. It's a weird picture of Hector. Like, it, I, it's a kind of a funny picture. He's wearing this, like, skin-tight shirt, and, like, <laughs> it was sort of like a, like, a, like a Teen Beat magazine picture or something. It wasn't exactly <laughs> the most intimidating photo I've ever seen, but it's still Hector, so it's kind of funny. Um, so he's, you know, he's calling out Matt Brown. He's calling out... Uh, Tyron Woodley. Woodley does not want to fight him because they're in the same camp. Matt Brown probably would fight him, but aside from you, Jake, I I, I don't I don't know, uh, and maybe Hendricks. I, I don't I, I don't know if guys are gonna step up to fight Hector and how well they do. I mean, obviously the the key to fighting Hector, I I would think would be at a five round fight based on the fights he's lost of all but the decision. He maybe got tired a little bit, but that guy is just a beast. Mm-hmm. And he's he just keeps getting better and better, and he, he that guy will call out his own mom. I mean, he he calls out everybody. <laughs> he doesn't seem to care, mm-hmm. and it seems like nobody wants to fight Hector Lombard. Same with like there are certain guys right now that no one wants to fight: Khabib, Cub Swanson, Hector Lombard. I don't know, maybe because the upside is like these guys aren't as popular. Maybe the hardcore fans like these guys. The hardcore fans like Khabib. They like Cub. Or they like Hector, but they're not going to sell pay-per-views. Hmm. I mean, Hector Lombard versus 
somebody is not on a pay-per-view. I mean, to me, it's a pay-per-view event. Right. But uh, mm-hmm. the person walking on the street. Well, I, th- I think he's in a position now where he's going to be fighting main card. You know, he's main top, card. What is he top five, top six, probably? Yeah, six but still, seven. for some reason, for still like the, that damn Yushido Kami <clears throat> fight. And uh, the other fight, that damn Tim, uh, Bosch. Tim Bosch fight, mm-hmm. really hurt this guy. And that was right. a weight class above. Mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of feel bad for, I don't feel bad for Hector, because well, I feel bad for these people, but I mean, he signed up to fight. But it just sucks that like, nobody wants to fight him. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you think the Matt Brown-Hector Lombard fight goes? I think Hector would win. Yeah, it, it, that's, I mean. He's too much of a monster. Yeah, he, he's real aggressive. He's one of those guys you can't let move forward. You have to keep moving backwards. If he's moving forward, he's dangerous, so. I mean, if, if Matt Brown can do that, he would have a good chance. But then, again, five rounds would be better than three, too. So yeah. but I'd see Hector winning, yeah. All right. Okay. So that that's what happened with uh, Hector. And then uh, there was something else. Uh, Anthony Johnson, come on. Oh, yeah, that was rough. What happened? Okay, I'll explain. <laughs> so last week, uh, it was a rough week for the 205-pound um, division. Because first, Anthony Johnson uh, and Tiago Silva... Got suspended. Tiago Silva was out of the UFC. He gets suspended again uh, because you know what happened with the whole. Even though I don't know exactly what happened, so I'm not going to comment. Mm-hmm. But I do know that at one point he was arrested for having a gun and uh, threatening somebody, his wife, and then but then he went to court. It got thrown out, mm-hmm. and then he, the UFC was going to give him another chance. And now I guess his wife posted or his ex-girlfriend posted a picture his, his ex-wife of him she said he was on coke with a gun but on YouTube a video of it and I like watched the video it was strange and then the after the whole Ray Rice and all that other stuff happened they just said you know what we don't we don't need this type of because right. and, and you know what the UFC does get a lot of shit where like War Machine gets arrested and it, it somehow becomes UFC fighter doesn't become MMA fighter right. becomes UFC fighter same goes for the other guy uh, that beat up his girlfriend whatever Two a couple weeks ago, the guy that was at the one, Josh Josh Crispy, you know, so I understand with the whole Ray Rice and all that other shit, they're like, you know what, we don't need this. Um, so I don't know exactly what happened. So it's hard for me to comment on it. You know, I wasn't there. Um, but AJ. Just- Anthony Johnson, who I guess years ago was arrested for uh, domestic, domestic violence, I guess was texting his girlfriend again or uh, allegedly texting his girlfriend, has a restraining order on him mm-hmm. and violated it this is all allegations and now he got suspended which sucks i mean it sucks on so many levels it sucks for there's no winners involved in here because it sucks because for the woman involved obviously that's the 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 victim right is is the number one person let's not get it twisted that's the number one person but also sucks on a for the the fan who who enjoys watching anthony johnson fight right i I mean he's on his way up I mean, you look he at is, like man. how good how 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 good could Mike Tyson have been if for that you know? Uh, but I mean, Desiree Washington. I mean, the interview. <laughs> I mean, ob- interview obviously the victim. Him. Obviously the victim is 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 the victim. Let's not right. you know. But at the same time, you're like fuck, Anthony Johnson. Come on, man. I mean, which is hard for me to believe that he would be involved. I mean, you know, I don't know his home life, but I've hung out with him on a number of occasions. Yeah, he's, he's a super, super cool, chill, yeah. super cool, chill guy, and uh, you know, genuinely nice dude. And uh, you know, him hitting a girl, I don't see that happening. But I wasn't there, so I don't know. But I'm pulling for you, Anthony. <laughs> you got, you know, guys get a uh, guy. When it comes to girls, man, got some fucking guys get crazy. You know, uh, uh, who know, who who knows? I, I I Anthony Johnson's been on our show before. I'm I'm you know, hopefully he gets his shit together and gets back in the UFC. Yeah, he'll be right. You know, oh, so, he'll be back. Yeah, and then Vanderlei Silva made this 
uh, video where he's retiring because uh, he did, he just went off. I mean, there's been so many points to be made in that. And, you know, it's also it's all, that's a, to me that's a sad way to go out for a guy like Vanderlei Silva because Vanderlei Silva is such a you know a legend, a great fighter, brought it every time, and it does sometimes suck when you see some of these guys that have a bad falling out. They they leave in a, on a sour note, sour note right. like fucking Randy Couture. Uh, Vanderlei Silva, Tito, you know Ken Shamrock for a while, uh, Pat Militech for a while. You just these guys who built the sport, mm-hmm. you know, and and you can't help but I mean these are beloved guys, and right. these are guys that went out there and they're they truly are the pioneers of the sport. And it, it it sucks, it's, you know. Hopefully, you know. I don't know. I know it. When Vanderlei was talking about um, Hennem Barrow, you know, having to fight. Three times in six months, um, and they talked about him not making weight. That whole thing, and so it's it's tough, you know. I mean, it's like at the end of the day, as, as a fighter, you have you always have a choice. You right. Know what I mean, if you always have a choice, so it's like I, I I can I understand what he's saying, but it's you know it's your choice when you sign the contract and you compete. It's it's always your choice. So. Sometimes they may feel like they don't have a choice. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's like well, you here's more money to fight now. Or you cannot fight, and we'll see what happens down the road. You may not get to fight again, or and so they're like, "Damn, I, I got to make a decision. Like, sure. do I fight through this injury?" It's hard sometimes, also, when you look at you know the UFC is a business, you know, versus right. like our own personal passion <laughs> project, you know. Right. <laughs> and you know, also you look at all the numbers. We don't. I don't know the numbers. You just hear people, oh, you, this one's making that much money, you know, and there's so much more that goes into it. You know, mm. so uh, the fights this weekend. There's some good fights this weekend. UFC 178. Is that Chris Carrioso? Yes, Chris Carrioso. Great fights this weekend. Uh, but that uh, the whole card is pretty much stacked. Yeah, it's a it's sort of a a fight, guys. Uh, DJ would have it up on the screen right now. Can you pull it up? <laughs> Heaven gives me the finger. The beard. The beard said, "Don't fuck yourself." A, a finger came out of the beard. Can you put the um the fight card up on the screen? Yeah. Oh, Yoel oh, Romero. Cool. Yes, fighting, uh, Tim Kennedy. How sweet is that fight? Yes, a lot, a lot of good fights this week. We'll, we'll talk about all of it. Stacked as shit. I will be there. You, you going? Yeah. Bastard. Son of a bitch. I gotta... Oh, look at that. Oh, look at oh, you. Had it pulled up. Oh, oh that that wow. So, I guess Fire and the Kid had it up there? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Ah, yeah. oh, fucker. All right, so... <laughs> UFC 178 this weekend. Oh, it's going to be a stack card. The main event this is, is this is in Vegas. It's in Vegas. Jake's going. You got an extra ticket? I am. I don't. I I I got a couple, but that was that's all. Who, who are you taking with you? Approved with uh, one of my buddies, Nick uh, Epstein. He's coming with me. He's a buddy of mine from Nebraska. Oh, nice. He's a, a Marine buddy of mine. Nice. Great guy. So Demetrius Johnson versus Chris Carrioso. Uh, I'm picking. Uh, I like Chris Carrioso, even though he didn't respond to my tweets to come on the show this week. I asked him like 12 times to come on. Therefore, you're getting knocked out. <laughs> oh, this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted him to come on today. You wanted him on today? Uh, yeah. And he's yeah, fighting this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I would have told you to go fuck No, I, I wanted him on the last four weeks. 
I don't know if he knows how to use Twitter. I don't know if he knows how to use Twitter. I got you. That's, that's oh, now word. you're insulting his intelligence. You weren't on the street. Twitter. No, that's what his buddy said. Anthony Burchek is his oh, training partner. So he doesn't really know how to use Twitter. Okay, okay. All right, so. He doesn't know how to use the phone or what? I don't know. I'm joking. I wanted to have him on the show. Uh, no, we still can. Next week. Let's have him on Next week. Um, <laughs> if he's still able to speak. Now, Demetrius Johnson versus Cariosa. Who do you like in this fight? I got uh, Demetrius Johnson. You know, this is not a tough one. I'm going to go with DJ. He just, he, he's got Speed so much kills. momentum, man. Yeah, he's, he's the fastest guy in, in the UFC. Hands down the fastest guy. Um, and he's, he's great. He's great everywhere. He's great. Um, Matt Hume, his coach, I believe, he's, he's, he's a brilliant coach. And, and I, I don't see this guy. How do you beat Demetrius Johnson? You know what I mean? You know, you I, I think the guy that be, is going to beat him is going to be John Dotson. Yeah. I think Dotson had him hurt in the first fight. Had him, had him knocked him down a couple times. Maybe if he would have fought a little bit smarter yeah. in that fifth round, he could have pulled it out. I don't think... It's one of those things. That in other sports, a number eight team versus a number one team could win. Sure. In, in MMA, it's very rare. I feel like especially... Like TJ Dillisall, Hennem Burrell, yeah. Yeah, it, it could happen. It could sure. definitely happen. Uh, I just don't see it happening now. And TJ Dillisall, I feel like, was ranked higher than Chris Carriasso. I mean, just even, even though he wasn't ranked higher, he was like regarded as a... Mm-hmm. Better fighter for some mm-hmm. reason, yeah. Right, sure. I mean, I I had heard of Chris Carriasso, but I knew TJ Dillon. Maybe from the Ultimate Fighter, also. That's how I also knew TJ. But yeah, DJ in this fight. Um, My the okay, the fight that I Donald Cerrone, Eddie Alvarez. I cannot that's, wait. That's, that's this be I've been fight. waiting for Eddie Alvarez to come in the UFC for for years. I, I fought with him back in the Bodog days. That's uh, my fear, though. My fear. Is it's been too long? It yeah, been a long time. Well, I get that, but he's ready. I mean, that that's that's just such an exciting fight. That's that's a main, that's a main event in itself, right there. You know yeah. What I mean, I, I any any fight fan is looking forward. Both guys are two of the top lightweights in the world on the planet. I mean, well, um, I, I wrote Donald Cerrone. I don't know if you guys told, when I met him, he's like, "Roast me and I'll beat your ass." That's what he told me, right? So I was like, "That's all you got to say." And then he laughed, and I laughed, and uh, <laughs> I was kind of nervous. And, and then um and then on Twitter, uh, I. Did the whole UFC 178 and I tagged him and he goes, I can't wait to see you. I was like, he, he, goes, he, goes, he, he writes, what did I tell you? Wait till I run into you. And I'm like, oh shit, this is yesterday. So then I like wrote back on Twitter, look forward to your fight. He goes, I'm still going to beat your ass, LOL. So hopefully the LOL gets, yeah, gets me out of like this. Her. At least a smiley face or something, least, yeah. Hopefully the LOL. <laughs> no, he's cool, man. He won't. He won't beat your ass. I hope not. <laughs> Unless you say something real crazy about him, then he might. No, I actually stuck up for him. When uh, Bobby Green called him a racist, I said, um, no, he's not racist. He's an asshole to everyone equally. Uh, That's true. And, That's he, true. and he retweeted that. So I, I think <laughs> I like defended him by calling him an asshole to everybody. <laughs> That's true. Now, who do you got in this fight? Uh, you know what? I like Eddie Alvarez, but at the same time, I like him as a fighter. He's awesome. I just think that Donald Cerrone has is the fresher fighter, which is weird saying that. Being in, he, he's been in so many fucking wars, Fresh, yeah. But I feel like Eddie Alvarez has been in more wars. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Eddie Alvarez uh, fights that he had with Mike Chandler. Mm-hmm. I mean, those those were like Ward Gotti in some ways. Fights, yeah. And yeah. and Eddie Alvarez has so many fights where he's getting rocked and then comes back. Cerrone, maybe you could say the same thing, but I just feel like. I don't know. I just feel like Eddie's just been around too long. But also, this is a this is a, a, a difficult fight for Eddie to be coming into the UFC under. You know? What oh I mean? yeah. It's, it's, first fight. It's a lot of pressure. It's a tough ass fight. Yeah. Kind you of know, throwing him to the wolves a little bit, but he's a wolf himself. Um, exactly. Who do you got? I got Donald Cerrone. Yeah. 
I mean, I like Eddie. I've hung out with him a couple of times before. He's a cool guy. But I think Donald has what it takes to beat him. I think he will. No, I mean, hands down, they're, like I said, they're both two of the best lightweights in the world. He does have the skills to beat him. I think uh, I'm going to go with Alvarez. I think he's going to. You know, he's going to just fight. He's one of those guys. He's Rise very elusive. Yeah, he does. He's one of those. That's one thing I noticed about when, when we did fight on the same card a few times is he he can just, he, he always, whenever the competition gets, you know, tougher, or he gets dropped, like he just seems to be able to turn it up more and more. But Yeah, but um, can he come back from a guy like Cerrone? I mean, it's one thing to come back True. against some of these other guys. But by the way, Chandler asked me to roast him. He's a tough guy to roast, by the way, Aunt Michael Chandler. Because <laughs> it's is. like, it's he like so he's sort of such a... All American, yeah. good looking, cool dude, but it's hard to roast a guy like that. But he's like, he's like, hey, when are you gonna make fun of me? <laughs> it's funny when you get guys like that. But uh, yeah, okay, so you're picking Alvarez. All right, All right. back to the card. Back um, to the card. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Alvarez though. Poirier McGregor. This is a fight I'm looking forward to more than anything because I, I yes. this fucking yes. Conor McGregor yes. guy. Yes. He's becoming the guy that I I'm, I love to hate. And, yeah, I, and exactly. He's like the new Michael Bisbing. He's better than he's better. <laughs> he's better than Bisbing. Because Bisbing, at least, I know, but needed every... the ultimate fighter to kind of get him popular. This guy had no... He he, he went from cage warriors to becoming a, a, a fucking star. Yeah, oh yeah. He's a heel already. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... He's embraced being the heel. I mean, Bisbing yeah. got into a fight with Matt Hamill on the ultimate fighter. It really, like, he... Bisbing... Picked on a deaf guy <laughs> on Spike TV. I mean, there's a guy that you're like, you know what, this guy, whatever. And I have Bisping. I heard is a cool guy in real life. Yada yada yada. Uh, but McGregor has this arrogance about him. McGregor says that Poirier's a journeyman. He said that he's not the best guy he's ever fought. That he's like dumb. I mean, he he says all this stuff. But uh, everything about McGregor is just. He's like a, a he's like a villain in like a, a mm. Batman mm. movie or something. Hey, but at the, end of the, at the end of the day, it comes down to him believing in himself. You know, mm. what I mean, he, he does he, he does get a lot of haters, but right. he believes in himself. He's gonna do it. I, I think McGregor. I, th I think McGregor's gonna win too. Although How? I, I want Dustin to win. You know, and, and Poirier, man, he's super tough, super skilled guy. I, I think it's gonna be a great fight. I, I could see McGregor by decision, maybe maybe TKO. Yeah, I mean, oh man, yeah, I looking, like Poirier. I'm looking, I'm looking more yeah, towards the I, TKO. Yeah, I don't know if McGregor's going to finish him, but I think I, I, I'm going to go with McGregor. Let's leave it at that. All right, I you know what? I feel like Poirier. I hate to say it because I like Dustin a lot. I almost feel like he's tailor made for a guy like McGregor because he's just going to stand and trade with him. You know, he's not like like we said, he's not a grind out wrestler. Mm -hmm. That's just the one mm -hmm. thing he's not. Poirier. I couldn't believe the Korean zombie beat Poirier. Uh, I, I thought he was going to kill the zombie. God bless the Korean zombie. That was a great fight. Uh, fuck. Who, who, who do I want to win? Dustin Poirier. Who do you think is going to win? Who going to win? Oh. McGregor. Fuck. <laughs> I know. No, and I'll and be that's the, the problem when, you know, when, you're, when you're friends with these guys and you like them both. It's like, ah. But. Uh, you don't like McGregor, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like Poirier. I like, I mean, he's... I I don't I don't, I don't, I don't know McGregor at all. I'm Although I heard I did hear cool. from numerous people that he was he's like he was next to Cub Swanson at an event and was just like trying to literally pick a fight with Cub Swanson in the crowd. Like like he's one of these guys that he's always on and he's he's the real deal. Like he he'll fight you in the in the fucking street. This guy he's not like a, he's not like a Michael Bisbing where he's like putting it on for the camera. Mm -hmm. This guy is legitimately. An Irish <laughs> a thug. I mean, like, so, uh, a, a very well-dressed thug. But, uh, fuck it, no. I'm taking it back. I'm going with my heart. Poirier's going to win. All right. 
All right. Tim Kennedy, Yoel Romero. Yeah, that's a good-ass fight, too. Oh, Jesus. my gosh. Yoel Romero, for people who don't know, was an Olympic gold medalist. From Cuba. He has a win over Kale Sanderson, I believe. I think he has three wins over him. Excuse me. Three. But, man, that's a good fight. I, I'm going to go with Romero. I, I don't I don't think Kennedy will be able to get this fight to the ground. You know what I mean? He, I think Kennedy is better. Um, but he doesn't use ground, his wrestling that often in his fights. He did against Bisbing. No, I'm talking about oh, you all doesn't. No, but you def- yeah, I know. But defensively, if, if he can, he the guy's a hitter too, man. If he can, if he can defend the takedowns, he's gonna he's gonna come out on top. I never understood why a guy, an Olympian wrestler, doesn't use his wrestling in a fight. It's like <laughs> Kardashian using her like deep throating. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> that was a great joke. Missed on everybody. All right, so <laughs> I'm picking Tim Kennedy for this fight. Tim Kennedy is gonna win this fight uh, by grinding, boring decision. He's gonna grind. Right. He's gonna grind him out. I, I think I agree with you. I think Yoel Romero's like fifty. He's an old, he's he's an old. He's, he's that, forty-nine. You no, know, he is. He's I'm an old. Just, he really? No, he's oh. a, he's about forty. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Can we, he's like thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. You're definitely right. Yeah. <laughs> he's 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 an he in his prime. If he would he's only been fighting for five years. But Tim Kennedy's no spring chicken either, though. He's not thirty-eight years old, and he didn't grow up in uh, a war-torn. Probably. He didn't grow up in communist <laughs> Cuba either. <laughs> He didn't come here he's, on a raft. He actually has been in a lot of wars. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Literally combat. He's 37. All right. So I was compl- kind of wrong. But however, but but he was in wars, actually. He has fought in wars. That's true. Tim Kennedy ha- has just fought in special bu- forces. Special forces. I think, you know, I think a lot of guys, though, come against Yo Romero and they uh, they get scared of him. Intimidated. Intimidated sure. by him. The one guy that didn't was Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson actually took him down a couple times. That was times. a great fight. He was winning that Man, fight. and he was winning that fight. He absolutely was winning that fight. And then he got caught. Uh, so I think Tim Kennedy's not... Tim Kennedy is a very smart fighter. Smart person. He he's a very, he very smart. smart guy. And he's if anyone can outsmart Yoel Romero, it's going to be Tim Kennedy. I agree, Adam. I, I like your point. I like Kennedy. Now, don't go. Don't, don't, listen, so I've been unanimous. always. Uh, what? We're unanimous on the Kennedy. All right. Kat Zingano versus Amanda Nunez. I got Kat on this one. Nunez is no joke. She, no joke. she beat the shit out of our girl, uh, Jermaine Durandame. Yeah. Who was like a five time or nine time Muay Thai kickboxer champion or something. Uh, or, Dutch chick. I mean, Nunez is, is no joke. Right. Yeah. Kat Zingano is coming off of a knee surgery, right? She's knee surgery. Knee her husband passed away, committed suicide. Oh, it's terrible. She's had, she's had a rough, he said she's had a rough, rough go. Rough go of things. Uh, uh, Nunez Zingano. The Nunez, look at her picture. She even looks like, like, as you imagine coming home late and that face is waiting for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's better than y'all's face. Pants. But uh, oh. so I would say I think Kat wins this fight. Yep. But if I had to put money uh, on, uh, it depends on the odds. If the odds were heavily tilted towards Cat, I'd put it on Amanda Nunez. So. Yeah, so you win some money. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no. To, is, you know, who do you like? Who do you like in this yeah. fight? No, I like. I thought like Cat. I mean, the, the 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 real question is, you know, how is how is she how mentally? You know what I mean? How she recovered since her knee surgery? Um, but I'm gonna go with Cat. I think she's gonna win. That fight with Tate was great. By the way, uh, Sarah McMahon called out Misha Tate after Tate's fight. We didn't talk about Interesting. that. Interesting. Uh, good fight. That is. That's a great fight. I would like to see that fight. Um, what did, has Misha responded? 
she said, let's make it happen. She said, okay, girl, like pretty lady or something. Or, it was kind of hot, actually. Uh, <laughs> Adam's like... Misha Tate, it's hard because, like, look, uh, it's pretty obvious she has implants, and, uh, and they look great. Uh, she looks great. But uh, you know what? I, it's hard for me not to make jokes about this because it was like, uh, like that fight. I'm trying to be, I'm not trying to be less sexist, but I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I obviously respect women's MMA. But when, it, but when you have a girl that does fetish modeling and who has videos on YouTube taking a bath mm-hmm. versus a girl who has a beautiful butt and has nice implants fighting, it's hard to not make these jokes. That's your job. <laughs> Make jokes. I'll just put it out there like that. <laughs> tweeting with your pants around your ankles. No, exactly. I'm not actually <laughs> tweeting with my pants. People say, you're probably jerking off right now. No, I'm not jerking off, you fuck. But I'm... But I, <laughs> But I'm adult enough to make a fucking joke and to know that I'm fucking joking, you d- dumb fucking idiots. Hey, you're, oh, you made a joke about jerking off? You're probably jerking <laughs> off right now. Oh, really? This is the ultimate fapping champion? <laughs> People with their stupid fucking... Uh, uh, ultimate God. fapping champion. That's what I said. It's the ultimate fapping championship. Her versus Rindakai. It's a fucking funny joke. But everybody... Oh, you're making a bad uh, joke, joke. No, oh my God. Uh, burn books. Uh, all right, so... um. <laughs> That's what we're coming to now. We're coming to a culture of burning books. It's like, oh, I don't like you making jokes about things. Oh, God forbid someone laughs. You know? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> anyway, Dominic Cruz. Versus, versus I am excited. Yeah, the return. Dominic Cruz is back fighting Mizugaki. That's, that's, that's going to be a great fight. You Did know? Really? And, well, Cruz has been out for a long time. You got to keep in mind. Yeah. It's, you know, it. you can't just expect to come back after how many years. It's true. You know, you just got a lot of, you got a lot of, feeling to you know a lot of work a lot of things to work and he's out. not like a knockout artist either you know he's a good I know dominic's it. kind of guy who just no, outworks I, yeah, I, I still think dominic's gonna win i just yeah, think, yeah. you know what i mean it's gonna be the whole timing you got a lot of things to adjust to but isn't it weird that cruz was the champion and is now on the undercard and all of a sudden he's no longer the champion well you gotta understand fox sports they have to they have to have big fights on the fox sports prelims so like to get people to come exactly through. because they don't they want to they want to necessarily put like all the best fights in the main card because they need people to watch yeah but if anybody okay let's say Cain Velasquez was out for three years right or uh, Chris Wyman was out for three years or you know and, and then he came back like no one's even addressing the fact that this guy is the champion or he was a cha- like he didn't actually lose the belt no one he never no one beat him for the belt sure and no one's even talking about like hey we have the champion coming back yeah it's, it's just like, oh, Dominic Cruz is back. It's almost like as if he never had the belt. It, it's I'd be kind of a pissed if I was his handlers. They're probably his... going to wait to see. Like, let's see if the champ really is back or if it's like a shadow of his former self. Yeah, I know, but he never lost a belt. It's fucking strange. You know, he never yeah, actually he, lost. He, he, he Inactivity, uh, man. He just right. he got pushed in activity. So it's, it's... He lost a belt in practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking weird, We're not man. practicing. So uh, I, have, I have Cruz winning T- T-Rex... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Mizugaki on this one. Come on. I'm going with him. Well, how? How? Have you ever seen him fight before? Yeah, I've seen him fight before. Who? Um, there's this one Asian dude he fought. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> you just want to be the fucking voice of dissension. Seriously. No, I'm t- watch. When we come here next week. Name one guy he's beat. Um, I can't. So did he, in the WC, he had a lot of great fights in the WC. Yeah, I don't, can't remember any of the victories. <laughs> oh, God, I mean, God forbid you were the sponsor of walking some of the people you fought. All right, listen. So <laughs> <laughs> no, none of my fighters ever fought Mizugaki. I can guarantee you that. All right, so but you have him winning. Okay, yes. Masvidal versus James Krause. I'm going with Masvidal. 
I like. I'm going with James Krause. Are I'm you? going with Masvidal too. Yeah. Why? Well, well you know, Masvidal. They're they're both great fighters. I think Masvidal sometimes he he kind of he may be a little too a little too tentative at times. I mean, Krause is a little bit under the radar, but. Uh, Do you think Masvidal relies on his boxing a little too much? Sometimes he's a little too comfortable, but right. and, you know I've seen fights where it's kind of worked against him. You know, just right? We're just kind of like hanging back. Yeah, just not as not as aggressive. But uh, yeah, I feel like he beats guys though that he's supposed to beat and loses the guys supposed to lose to in some ways. You know, Masvidal. Hmm. Aside from Michael Chiesa, I thought I thought Chiesa was going to beat him. Masvidal won really? that fight. Uh, Patrick Cote versus James Thompson. Right? James Thompson. Yeah, Stephen Thompson, not James Thompson. Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy. Is that 170, yeah? Yeah. Cote went down. That's right. Interesting. That's an interesting fight right there. That is. Cote. I like I like I like Wonder Boy, I think, on this one. I do too. Um that's a big step up. I mean Cote that's that's a big fight for him. You know, Cote's a, a veteran. He's fought for the title, you know, he's um he fought at 185 for a long time too. So We've had him on the show before too, right? Oh, he's okay. great. He's a yeah. hilarious guy. He gets tons of pussy. Uh, <laughs> he's, he started out at UFC 30. It was his first fight. And now he's at UFC 178. You remember the War of 04, him and Tito Ortiz? Yeah. Fight? Took that fight on like a week notice or something. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, Cote, he's, he was in the uh, Canadian Army, which was shocking that they had an army. Uh, no, so I mean, so I'm a, I'm a Patrick Cote fan. I like Cote a lot. I just, this is a tough fight. This kid, James, this kid, Stephen Thompson is. Uh, he's a beast. He's a beast. He's a karate master. He's hard to train for. Who do you bring in to spar for, Steve, for Wonder Boy? I mean, is, is he a kickboxer or? He's like a. He's like a he was like dude. he was ninety-seven thousand and zero as a kickboxer or something, and mm. then he lost to Matt Brown mm. for his first member. That. But his yeah. first couple fights, he he won. He won in like ridiculous fashion, where he just was doing crazy Big kicks. Yeah. Um, and then his move after he wins, he does a little spin flip thing, and then lands on one knee. Like I would love to be able to just do that. <laughs> I think they're they're like bring who who someone said that they're going to bring him in for training. I know Weidman brought him in for training against Anderson Silva. I think, uh, and he's one of these guys that you bring in when you when you're fighting some kind of unorthodox crazy. Is he a southpaw? Do you know? I think he is a southpaw. He's hard to train for, and but Cote, you know, is a, is a is a gamer. He's a gamer, and uh, I think he recently got divorced. I'm not sure. So he probably wants some of his money back. <laughs> so uh, he's 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 probably hungry for that. Uh, I, John I, Howard. John Howard versus Brian Ebersol, right? The hero. Yeah. That guy's got the the hero. Yeah, I got <laughs> man. I got John Howard. Is this is this at 170 or is this at 85? I think about 85. No, Howard came back in the UFC at 185. Yeah. When he fought. Uriah Hall. I saw Howard fight in Rhode Island. I had a show in Rhode Island, a comedy show at the Twin Rivers Casino, and downstairs they had an MMA fight. So I was like, uh-huh. I go there, and he's fighting some like their local hero, and he, Howard kicked the crap out of him. It was it was uh, it was it was crazy, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, and then I, I could have hooked up with one of the fucking UFC, one of like some kind of diva, one of those divas, but I had a girlfriend I was loyal to, like a fucking asshole. <laughs> And, and, and then I called her after I broke up, and she was like, "Who's this?" And I was like, oh, uh, "You're like, never mind." I'm a, I'm a douche. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so John Howard, I like Howard broke the nose of the of the Boston bomber. You know that interesting fact? He was oh, yeah, sparring with class. the Boston bomber, and he broke his nose in sparring. Wow. And then and then afterwards, he was like all over the news. I think that helped get him back into the UFC. And Howard Howard beat Sear, beat Cr. Yeah. Uh, who's a tough guy to beat? 
Uh, I'm Eber, Ebersol's the guy that does like he does the uh, the uh, cartwheels, right? Doesn't he like start the fight with the crazy cartwheels? I think he's done that. Yeah, <laughs> he's just got the weird hair. The hero. Has that, has that ever worked? Has anybody ever knocked anybody out with with a, with a cartwheel? Somebody not, has, I'm sure. I, maybe. I, not that I know. I don't know. Uh, I my six-year-old daughter kicked Max in the face doing a cartwheel and knocked him out. Does that count? Max? No? Yeah, my son. Oh. <laughs> Did she really? No. Oh. Uh, so who, who do you like for this fight? Come on, guys. John Howard. I like John Howard. I like John yeah. Howard, too. Uh, dude, he was one of the toughest guys I've ever fought. He, he's a... Just any... He, he's, 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 he's Muay Thai. Just, he's, he keeps getting better. You know, after his, he left the UFC, he came back, and, and he's been impressive. It's, I keep forgetting that you fight, like... Half the guys you talk about, you've actually fought. I, <laughs> we fought, yeah, we fought a long time ago. Um, geez, probably 2010, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. He's he's super tough, though. So, are, are you, uh, any any chicks on the, oh, oh, back on the, oh, okay. So, we got uh, on the undercard. Many. Uh, Tuck versus Lee. I like Lee. He's the the, uh, the Detroit something, the, the, the Motown phenom. I think he, Kevin Lee. He keeps asking me to roast him. I don't know, and I fucking, I took, he's another guy hard to roast. I have to do research. I'm like, fuck, I have to do homework? He's like, hey man, roast me, roast me. I'm like, oh, all right. And then Manny Gambarian versus my boy Gibson. Uh, Gibson um, was, uh, came to the show recently. He's a nice guy. He's the guy that, uh, he knocked out um, Bedford. Johnny Bedford. And he's, a, he's just the uh, school teacher. He wrestled, oh, yeah. he wrestled at the same college as, um, Nice guy. As uh, Ashley Evan Smith, Carla Esparza, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and Danny Castillo. Very nice kid. Mm -hmm. Super nice. And Manny Gambarian canceled on our show. He was supposed to come on. We're going with Gibson. Canceled day of. And didn't even give me a reason why. So Cody Gibson won this fight. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Gibson. I get Gambarian. <laughs> really? You, yeah, even though he, he canceled to, our show? He has to see him. He's probably yeah. going to have to run into him over at no, Glendale. No, I was sparring with him. Really? Yeah, yeah. You ask him why he canceled on our show? No. He's like, fuck those guys. Uh, he, he don't know, because he probably didn't remember. He's like, oh, I was supposed to go on the show. Like, he was talking. I didn't even understand what he said, but no. Hmm. Well, we'll get him back. Punch drunk is no get excuse. Get him back. He never came to begin with. I wanted to get him on the show. And he, I know. He, I mean, saying we'll get, we'll get him on. <sighs> These guys, man. The people don't realize, <sighs> fuck it. I might have been a fucking bitch. <laughs> people don't realize how fucking hard it is to run a fucking three-hour show. You book these people. You do research. I'm up, I'm up all fucking like, a couple days watching every one of this fucking guy's fights. And then the, the five minutes for the fight, sorry, bro, can't make it. You know, mm. which I understand you got something comes up, but at least reschedule or... Tell me why you can't make it. Or, yeah. You know, come on, man. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, right? Mm. Yeah. So, any, uh, any any chicks coming up this weekend, Jake? Any any chicks? Any chicks? No. No, no. I'm, just, I'm just going out to fight with my buddy Nick. You son of a bitch. No more. No, where are you staying in Vegas? Um, I'm not even sure. He's got a hotel room somewhere. I'm not even sure, so... But you're in the middle of training camp. You can't even enjoy Vegas like no, you. No, I'm training. Yeah, Edmund's there with Manny. Uh, he leaves today, so I'll be training. I'll be training the whole time I'm there. You are? Yeah. Where? That's got to be torture. No, I'll be training in Vegas. Well, no, it's. I mean, it, not really. You know. So what do you I, do you uh, roll with Manny? Yeah. Now, how good is he? I heard he's insane. He is. He's 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 real good. His judo's great. I mean, that's what he needs to use it more in, in his fights. But he's he's strong, man. And he's fighting at 135, like. He dude's ridiculously strong. Man bull. He's fought a heavyweight. Heavyweight, 205, 85. He's, he's fought every weight. Now he's fighting at 130. That's crazy. 135. Hmm. But he's, uh, he's, he's good on the ground. That was funny with sushi last week. We, uh, me and Jake went out to sushi, and this girl was cute, our waitress. Right. So I was like, what do you do? She's like, oh, not. She's like, oh I'm a, a life coach or something, right? 
And I'm like, so <laughs> you know, first she put her annoying dog behind us. She wasn't a waitress. She was like next to us. She was next to us walking. Her dog was there. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I used to be a life coach, but I was terrible. I'm like, eight of my clients committed suicide. I was like, it's just a joke, you know? And then she's like, that's not funny. And then, and then Jake was laughing and I was like, I, I was kidding. And, and she's like, he's a comedian. And then he, and then she's like, not a very good one. I was like, oh, this is one Kill of those things. It was just, it was ridiculous. She was pretty hot though. She was cool, yeah. She yeah, was super cool. Shitty personality doesn't help. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? I, I got, I got a girl on dating now. We're, we're, we're gonna see how it goes. I mean, nothing is official, you know. But uh, <laughs> no labels yet. Just, no just labels. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why. I mean, she's just holding. It's been like, like a month. Where, was she? Out? Is she from she's Tinder out, or where's she from? No, I, I dated her when I was twenty. Uh, uh and uh, we kind of. I think a lot of my exes want to get back together now. I think maybe they realized that I was actually a nice guy. Compared or, to all the other douchebags that are out there, maybe. Or, but then I, I I wrote a bit. I'm like, you know, that means that they couldn't do any better, and I can't date underachievers. Right. Right. Trying coming back. Yeah, they're they're, they're they're coming back. They, 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 All right, they, I messed up. They saw me on Tough Talk, and uh, now they want <laughs> now that they want a piece. Well, I think this as the podcast is almost over. I I, I don't want to leave you guys. It's been over having, for like ten minutes. I'm having a good time. <laughs> So uh, now, do you do you get chicks throw, do they push girls throw themselves at you on the road at all or no? Uh, I've had yeah, I've had experiences with it. Oh, and then what do you say? These are my five kids. Uh, I'm like, how much? <laughs> 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 uh, um, nah, man, I'm usually I'm I'm really good on the road. Like I I behave myself. No. Yeah. yeah. Usually, is that what you said? Yeah, this is before I was married. Oh, I used okay. to I used to be a freaking man whore. Yeah. Now, Jake, how many sure. groupies send you like pictures of like their tits and stuff, or like they're uh, naked? Or... You know, here and there, not not real often, but it's really the. It's pretty easy to see just the the tryhards that are just trying to get your attention. It's like now, do you respond to it? And no, say, not at all. No, really. No, just not not even interested. Mm. Mm -mm. Now, uh, I know that Travis Brown is training at your gym now, mm -hmm. and um, Shaub says something about like. Because uh, now, like I guess, allegedly he dated Ronda, and now um, uh, Travis Brown's trading with Ronda's old trainer. Is, mm -hmm. is it weird for you, being that like uh, you're friends with everybody? Is everyone going? No, to No, it's you not weird. I mean, I heard problems? what Brennan said about Edmund, and and he had said some things. It just was probably not a good idea. But <laughs> you know, I, I I've seen Travis in there a few times. You know, I know he's he wants he's been spending more time up there working with Edmund but uh you know I, I can I, I don't care what what Brennan or anyone says they're they could they're entitled to their own opinion I mean that's that's gonna be a great fight that's a, that's a tough fight for sure are you gonna set me up with Ronda or no um I mean I don't think so thanks man no. I appreciate it. what kind of friend you're the worst wing what, what, ever what, do what, I, kind what of friend would he be to Ronda if he set you up <laughs> <laughs> you're the no, worst no, wait, wait, wait. it's not no, that's not my place. Ah, oh, man. No, that's not my place. Such bullshit, dude. Such, <laughs> such, such bullshit. bullshit. Such bullshit. So how's that? Is uh, Baszler back in the gym? Shayna Baszler? Um, yeah, I've seen her. I've seen her here and there. Have you talked to her since the loss? Yeah, a little bit. How, how's she doing? She seems like she's doing pretty good, yeah. I mean, I, I don't see those, those girls all the time. Long face? I don't see those girls all the... <laughs> just here and there, you know. I, I'm, I'm pretty much just... Work with Edmund, but uh, <laughs> why are you trying not to laugh at him? What you're such a dick. <laughs> I gotta go. Listen, uh, that is our podcast, people. Uh, Jake, where can people find you? Ellenberger MMA is uh, on Instagram, Twitter, um, or on Score. And you, 
Todd Rex, T-O-D-D-R-E-X-X on all platforms. Uh, Adam Comedian on Instagram, on uh, Twitter, MMA Roasted on Twitter. I'll be at the Aces Comedy Club in Marietta uh, this Friday and Saturday. Marietta, it's by Temecula. Uh, shows, right down the street, basically. Shows at 7 and 9.30. I'm headlining there all weekend. Nice. Um, I'm going to see Michelle Old. Right. At a show. She's coming out there. There'll be nothing on my ass, though. I guarantee it. So uh, thank she you guys so much. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. So we have the number one ranked featherweight in the world. He's fighting for the title. UFC 179, Chad Money Mendez. Money! How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing great, man. We're honored to have you on the show. We're, we're talking to the, the next champion. Right here, man. How how excited are you? How how pumped are you? Talk about camp for me, man. What's going on? Um, I mean, this is this is huge. I'm super excited for the fight. You know, it's my only loss of my record. Um, I fought him, you know, over two years ago, and you know, every fight that I trained for, you know, since that night in Brazil, uh, has been for Aldo. So, you know, it, it's something I focus on, and I'm I'm I've been preparing myself, you know, since that night, and. I'm excited to get in there and do it, man. I feel like it's been a long time coming, and it's finally here. So, uh, camp's been going good. Um, feeling great. Just, uh, you know, pushing myself to the limit. I just got done with a hard wrestling practice. I'm pretty well up right now. But uh, just, you know, resting up to my next workout, and I'm going to get after it again. Now, is uh, Dwayne coaching you for this fight? So, Dwayne, obviously, Dwayne just left to uh, uh, Colorado, but, you know, we're still working – you know, back and forth, and um, I worked a lot with him while he was still here all through TJ's last camp. Um, but as far as uh, being in Sacramento, he's not here, no. Uh, but is, is he going to be in in your corner for the fight? Yeah, he's in my corner. Oh, good, good, good. Now, I was... Uh... Now, that first fight, there was, you know, a lot of controversy that first fight about him grabbing the fence. Do you think that really changed the outcome uh, of the fight? I mean, I, you know, I've said in interviews before, like, I don't know if that was going to, you know, obviously make me win the fight, whether or not he drafted it or not. But I think, uh, you know, the fight obviously should have been stopped. Uh, we talked about it in the back um, with with the ref, and he said, you know, if he grabs the cage to defend the takedown, to stop the takedown, that's an automatic point taken. So the, the fight should have been stopped, and there should have been a point taken away. Um, and, you know, if that would have happened, obviously, you know, the knee wouldn't have been there. But, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, uh, you know, I, I can't see the future. I don't know if, you know, I was going to win the fight either way, but uh, I, I definitely think the outcome of the fight would have been different. Now, how are you um, preparing? For I know the fight was supposed to be in L.A., then it's supposed to be somewhere else. Now it's in Brazil. How are you preparing for Brazil? You know, I've already fought him once in Brazil, so I know exactly, you know, I've been there, done it. I know exactly what to expect now. Uh, the first fight was, was, you know, a huge eye-opener for me. That was you know, my second fight in the UFC. I mean, the third fight in UFC. I had two fights before that. You know, jumped right into a, a world title fight in a different country. First time I ever fought out of the country. Uh, first time ever going to Brazil. It's like, it was just huge for me, you know. And uh, now that I've been there, I've done it. I've been, been to Brazil now three times. And, um, you know, it's it's something I'm kind of used to now and, uh, kind of understand the system and, you know, how everything works as far as going over there and getting everything done. So, um, you know, it, obviously I was super pumped to be able to fight in front of basically a hometown crowd. You know, I had tons of friends and family that already bought tickets and hotel rooms, and you know, I just was getting, you know, 
but tons of people telling me, uh, you know, this, this is going to be awesome. Finally, we already got our stuff We're you know, we're coming and, uh, it was just going to be awesome to be able to do it in front of everybody that, you know, really cares and, and, uh, you know, has the love there for me. And, you know, it, it was so cool to be able to see TJ get in there and do it in Vegas, you know, so close right. to home. And, you know, I had so many, uh, friends and family there. It was just a cool experience. I was really looking forward to that, but I mean, it, it honestly doesn't matter where I fight, you know, we're, we're in an octagon. Once that door closes, it's, it's, you know, it's a war. So, you know, it doesn't matter if we're fucking here or on the moon. You know, it's going to happen. So we're going to get it done. Now, I, I know in football sometimes that they, uh, when they want to opposing team send, like, hookers to the other running back's, like, hotel room. <laughs> now, are, are, like, they sending you Brazilian chicks and strippers and hot Brazilians to your hotel rooms? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing out, dude. <laughs> That's bullshit. I didn't get any of that shit, man. None of that. Now, are you single? Do you have a wife? Do you have a girlfriend? What's the deal? I have a girlfriend. You have a girlfriend. Now, now is she? Are you one of those guys that's like no sex yeah. before the fights, or, or are you? Is she? Is she giving <laughs> you like, you know, like is she hooking you up right now because she knows within two weeks you're gonna be in like a, in like a bad mood, or? Dude, so the the only fight camp I've ever done where I did not have sex uh, was the only fight I've lost. The first time I fought Aldo, I went that entire training camp without having sex and, like, really made myself, you know, yeah. not so get you after gotta, it. You, and uh, you gotta <laughs> my take, only loss, so I'll never... Do you think that maybe your backed-up semen... Like, do you think maybe the backed-up semen <laughs> so, yeah, went to your head I, and that's what... No? Hello? Sorry, you cut out. What was it? Do you think maybe, like, because you were so backed up... Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I don't know what it was, man, but I'm not. I'm never doing that again. Oh, that good. in itself was was harder than the fight. <laughs> yeah, take take uh, abstinence out of your repertoire. Exactly. <laughs> Pre-fight ritual. Yeah. Exactly. Ejaculate now, on the way to the cage. Now, I mean, now I mean, there's been like a, a whole thing now where like Aldo called you a pussy, and which I which I said that you're the most ripped pussy ever. If that's the case. Um, <laughs> Now, uh, and then you called him an asshole recently. Now, what's going on here? I mean, people keep saying, oh, you guys are just doing this to sell the fight. But, I mean, he doesn't like me, and I don't like this guy. I mean, obviously, it's my only loss of my record, but it's deeper than that. I mean, the guy, you know, I had so much respect for him until he came out that that stupid-ass letter, you know, calling me a bitch and uh, saying I'm a... Uh, supplement using pussy and you know it's like you know you're a champion you you know you've always been respectful well up until that time i don't know where the hell that even came from and uh honestly i just think i'm getting in his head and he has no other you know means of, of dealing with it and uh you know it obviously it doesn't bother me you know the guy can talk all the shit he wants but um you know it's just funny to see someone who's never ever been like that get in there and and the, I think the funniest part of it is I read this letter and it's like perfect English. Like I don't think I could even write a letter that well. <laughs> he probably didn't like write it. it. I'm like, that fucker didn't write this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So was, I don't know, you know, what's going on. If this is uh, some kind of thing that his coach did, you know, to try to, to build this fight up or what. But, you know, it, it's just funny to me. The first time I read that, I was like, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I I feel like that. I feel like a lot of that that camp, you know, for a while, uh, that camp was like just kicking ass. But I feel like you you guys 
Team Alpha Male has like infiltrated that camp already. Where like I think Barrow, Barrow, you know, uh, lost to to TJ and then didn't make weight the second time. I feel like you're next. I, I feel like you guys are like taking over the uh, playground. You figured out the Rubik's cube. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I said it before. I think both Team Alpha Male and Nobu now are the best lightweight gyms in the world, and you know, we both have the toughest guys in the world. Are you in a well? What's, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, we're going to keep, you know, keep meeting up for the belt, I think. And, you know, at first they just kind of figured out we were, you know, a lot of the guys were still young. You know, we didn't have a head coach and, you know, it's still a lot of improving on our part. And, you know, I think we've, we've kind of gotten over that hump and, you know, we're, you know, we figured them out. We, we have the athletic ability just, just as they do. And, you know, now that we can uh, combine that with the skills, you know, it's starting to show and, you know, all of us here at Team Alpha Mill, pretty much all of us come from a high-level wrestling background, um, you know, so we have that in our back pockets, but, you know, the, the stand-up part was where we were lacking going against them, and, you know, I think we've all kind of fine-tuned that now, and, uh, you know, I think putting the wrestling with the, the, the fine-tuned stand-up, it just kind of broke the code for Team uh, uh, Nova now. So, I mean, it's, it's, this is fun, man. This is, this is our, our live, livelihood. This is our job. This is our business. You know, and it's fun to to have the challenge as far as, you know, going up against guys like uh, Burrell and Aldo and, you know, trying to crack the code and figure out, you know, what it takes and what needs to happen to beat these guys. So, uh, you know, we're having a lot of fun over here at Team Austin Mill. Dwayne, Lug- Dwayne Ludwig, do you think he has a lot to do with that uh, cracking of the code? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you guys saw what kind of fighter TJ turned into. Yeah, um, like I said, he was he was a high level wrestler when he first came in this. He you know right out of college wrestling, um, you know and you know we had Master Tong and that's that's who our like number one mitt holder was when we first all got here. But you know the guy couldn't speak English, <clears throat> so the the language barrier was pretty tough. And you know it was kind of hard to kind of figure out game plan and uh, all the strategy type of stuff with him. Obviously, I, 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 nobody I, I, could understand. <laughs> And wasn't wasn't Master Tong taking your money and gambling with it? Is, is, is <laughs> yeah. that true? And the guy has a horrible gambling problem too. So, uh, you know that that wasn't working out too well. But uh, you know he he left. Dwayne came in, and uh, you know combined you know all the the technique strategies that Master Tong had and Dwayne, and you guys got to see what kind of fighter TJ turned into. So, you know I I think that a mixture of both, and you know all of us kind of you know pushing each other. You know, going through the grind together, and um, you know that's just what what came out, and we're all starting to, like I said, just fine tune everything. And uh, it's, not, it's not just TJ though. I mean, product. I mean, you started off your career. I think it was like you had you had seven decisions, and then uh, then you, you know after the Aldo fight, you knocked out four guys in a row. Uh, was <laughs> it? I mean, what what exactly is it? Turning over your punches? Is it? I mean, how exactly? How do you explain that? I think for me, it was a lot of it was just mental. You know. I, when I first got to the gym, like I jump into sparring and stuff and, you know, a lot of the guys would be like, dude, you hit like a tank, but you just need to obviously pinpoint more cause you're kind of wild with your punches. Um, so just figure out, you know, what you're doing with them and then don't be afraid to get in there and throw them. My thing was, I just was never confident, you know, putting the little gloves on and getting in the, the octagon and actually like getting in a pocket and throwing, um, you know? And so, I think after that Aldo fight, it really taught me, you know, I, could, I can get in there and stand with, you know, the best in the world. So I honestly believe I was winning that fight up until, you know, the last second, obviously. But You were. Um, 
uh, and by the way, uh, by the way, Jake Ellenberger just came in. He hey, just... what's up, Chad? What's up, Jake? How you doing? How you man? doing, buddy? Good, man. Good. I just got but, uh, in the building, man. How's everything? How's training? Yeah. Everything's going good, man. How you been? Good, man. Busy, but good. I just, I just got done wrestling with Nikki J. Oh, Nikki J. <laughs> Dude, we were scrambling all over the room. Oh man, people like were diving I... out of our way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Now, that guy can scramble, man. Now, yeah. now in college, uh, you're a senior year in college. You were thirty and zero going into the nationals, uh, and then you ended up losing in the in the, in the uh, national finals. But it was some kind of a controversial call, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Have you guys seen the match? I have not seen the match. Jacob, have you seen the match? But I, I have. I did. I, I I I heard you got screwed on on a uh, call. Yeah, there was a takedown. Uh, so the guy that I wrestled, it's funny, Lance Palmer, my teammate now, Party Palmer, teammate and roommate in college. Um, uh, Jay Jaggers, but there was a takedown. Jay Jaggers is a defensive wrestler, um, and we knew that going into that match that he liked guys to get in, you know, shoot in, and then he would do his funky, you know, counter wrestling stuff and end up scoring off of it. So, you know, the, the game plan going into that was to be careful. You know, you have to blast him off the feet and get uh, a completely takedown. You can't scramble with the guy. So, uh, you know, there was a takedown. There was like 15 seconds left in. I think it was the first round, into the first, and uh, blasted. I did a blast double, put him on his butt, and he was wrapped around my my chest. He wasn't even like in the crotch, and I hooked both of his legs. He's sitting on his butt, hooked both of his legs with my leg, and was sitting there looking up at the ref he like this is a takedown. This is two, and the ref just kind of just stood there and didn't do anything. Ugh. And then the time ran out. Was it Mazagati? So, <laughs> yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I think that would have changed the entire match because, uh, the reason why he ended up scoring on me is because I had to put the pressure on with, you know, trying to not let it go into overtime, took a bad shot and he did all his funky stuff and ended up scoring off of it. So, um, you know, if the takedown would have happened, I would have been able to play it safe. I mean, he's not a offensive wrestler, so he wouldn't have been able to take me down, but. Well, I mean, how much do you yeah. think, like, I mean, you never got to redeem that, right? You never, you never got that, that like, rematch. At, but now you yeah. are getting a rematch. So is this sort of like, I mean, are you looking at, like, this as, like, a way for you to redeem everything in some ways? Like, okay, now I get yeah. you know, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is this is huge for me. Like I was saying, that, you know, that the night in Brazil when I lost that fight, you know, every single time I trained, every camp I went through was, was training for Aldo. You know, I knew if I just kept training hard and doing everything I needed to do right, I'd be fighting them again eventually. And, uh, you know, we're finally here. So this is my chance to kind of just show and redeem myself and, and get that loss back. I mean, I think, honestly, I'm, I think you're going to do it. I'm, I'm not just saying that. I think you, I, I remember watching you in WEC and I'm like, this guy, I mean, I mean, granted, you put me to sleep a couple times, but, but you, uh, <laughs> I was like, this guy's going to be the champ. And, uh, I, I put you to sleep, you say it to his face. You know, he would totally kill me, but I'm, but I'm saying, I mean, I was like, this guy, this guy's the real deal. And, you know, I'm really, uh, I'm really proud of you. You seem like a real nice guy. You know, I, I know that you got into that, uh, 90 person bar fight back in the day. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, no, I, uh, go on. I appreciate it, man. Well, thank you. No, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of you. Now, now I know, I know you must be getting flocked with chicks. You're a good-looking guy. I mean, I know Sacramento's a hotbed for fucking ass. Just butt cheeks all over you, but, Chad. I'm sure. Now, <laughs> now, what was it about this girl that made you be his girl, uh, be your girlfriend? I mean, what, what? Now, what, what? I mean, did she have a nicer ass than Faber's chin? I mean, what exactly? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? I think we talked about this last time too. Um, yeah the last interview we did actually. Yes. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, she's just a cool chick. She's a um, she's five eleven. First of all, tall, hot blonde chick. She played uh, volleyball D one uh, West Virginia. Ow! I mean, she's just a Damn. just a specimen. So I'm trying to add some uh, some height to my dean pool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, that, that's the main reason right there. She's cool, too. So you go up on her? No, I'm just kidding. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go up on her. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> nice. Doggy, doggy yeah. style on phone books. Now, I mean, so who's the, so who's the Mac now at Team Alpha? I know you have a girlfriend. Dillashaw is married. Uh, I mean, uh, who's, who's – I know Every, that – Everyone's Chris, starting to slow down. Joe's got a girlfriend, too. Serious. Joe's got uh, – Chris, Chris Holdsworth is yep. gay. So who exactly <laughs> – No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think – I want to say Danny Castillo is the only one really still, I guess, playing. Danny playing Castillo. I don't know if Danny has a girlfriend or not. Do, to keep track with that guy. Do you ever go to his like his uh, Pilates class? His like fifty thousand women Pilates class? Nah, I haven't actually done one of the classes, but I've trained at his gym a few times. You know, gone over there. Oh, and we had to fight here in sack. We went over there and did some workouts and stuff just to to lose some weight. The hot hot Pilates. Oh my, that's no joke, man. It's only because he can't afford to pay the air conditioning bill. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> He's like, we're so gonna make it a hot gym. Make money to... off of him not being able to afford it. <laughs> so two guys in your weight class that are, that are fighting this week, Dustin Poirier versus uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, who do you have winning this fight? Uh, I mean, that's a tough one. I think they're both, skill level-wise, I think they're pretty close. Uh, I think uh, Conor might be a little bit faster on his feet. Um, and he's southpaw, so it could be a little bit of a um, tough tough uh, stand-up war with, with for Dustin. But uh, I like Dustin, man. I, uh, he's got heart. I mean, the guy never quits, um, you know, and he's a cool-ass dude. So uh, I'm going to go with Poirier. Jake, who you, who you like in that fight? You know, <laughs> I don't know. That That's a tough one. That's, that's a, It's going to be a great fight. Um, Connor's got a lot of momentum, too. You know, he's got a lot of confidence yeah. right now. But uh, Poirier definitely has the skills to beat him. But I feel like Connor would have a tough time against a guy like uh, a guy like Chad or a guy like Frankie Edgar or Nick Lentz. Anybody, you know, yeah. wrestling. Anybody one of these wrestlers in the I think world. Any, I think yeah, you know, Clay I think anyone that has the wrestling or the, the ability to just grind uh, would be, you know, would give him give him problems. Like I said, he's southpaw and he's just got like a uh, super long limb, so his, obviously his reach is, is out there. But he's not, you know, super fast or uh, explosive. But uh, the guys. Very, very confident and cocky. Um, That's you know, what I don't so like about him. Not afraid to get in there, but yeah, I mean, I think any any high level, decent wrestler would put him on his back and just grind grind him out for a win. All right, so your fight against uh, Aldo. Obviously, you're calling yourself as the winner, but uh, what round? You know, I, I people ask all the time. I I have no fucking idea what <laughs> round, but if it was up to me, it'd be the first. Three seconds of the first round, but uh, you know, I'm gonna go in there with with the solid game plan that we have right now, and uh, and I'm gonna put it on them. So uh, I'm saying it's gonna go probably the distance in, in all actuality, but um, you know, if I can get in there and land some heavy fucking punches on his head, I'm putting him to sleep. I'm calling TKO round three. So am I. All right. Now, now I like that stoppage. Now, did now did your hot volleyball player girlfriend promise you anything if you win? 
You're going to give me a blumpkin, she told me. Oh, my God. A blumpkin. Wow. That's going to be the fucking thread title to this uh, podcast. Just so you know. World Championship Blumpkin. I don't, I don't even know what that is. You got to uh, gotta do the blumpkin with the belt on, too. What is a blumpkin? I don't know. What is a blumpkin? That's when anyway. a girl gives you a blowjob while you're dropping a deuce. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> that's, that's what you're going to get? I'm just kidding. That's awful. And then Adam acts like he doesn't know what a blumpkin is. I didn't know what a blumpkin is. That's like really? that's like, on, I, 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 honestly, I didn't know. Okay, okay. Do it with the uh, with the belt on though. Yeah. Oh wow, that's awesome. That that, <laughs> that should be like the poster. The poster for the rematch. <laughs> Him getting a blumpkin. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, fuck money, Chad Blumpkin Mendez. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I think I don't think Dana would like that very much. I don't know. You never know, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true, actually. You don't ever know. But. <laughs> oh man, well, Chad, it was a, it was a pleasure having you on the show, man. On and uh, I, I guess I I cannot wait. Where can people follow you on Twitter, social media? Uh, just at Chad Mendez, uh, Indian Des. Um, I have an Instagram too. Um, m- mostly just uh, Twitter and, and Instagram. I got a Facebook, but I don't really go on there a whole lot. So. Hit me up, say what's up. I'll try to respond to everyone. Uh, it's tough sometimes with all the training stuff, but I'll try to get back to you. Uh, thanks a lot, Chad. Take care, man. Okay. Right, have a good one. Later, Chad. Later, Jake. Okay, so now we have... Uh, hey, Lauren. Lauren, it's Adam Hunter. Hi. Jake Ellenberger and T-Rex. You're on the MA Roasted Podcast. Right on. What's up, guys? What's, What's up? happening? So we are talking to the former Invicta champion... She's ranked number nine in the world right now in her weight class. Just lost a very, very close decision to Sarah McMahon, who's an Olympic wrestler uh, and a great fighter. Lauren Murphy, how's everything going? It's awesome. Like My life could not be better right now, I'm pretty sure. Absolutely nothing to bitch about. (laughs) Now, uh, where are you? Are you in Alaska? Are you in Florida? Are you in Arizona? Where are you? I'm in Arizona. So uh, I live here now. We relocated this year. And uh, my husband was in the Air Force, and uh, he just recently retired from his military career. And we are both just uh, training every day and and loving life, just being <laughs> professional athletes, getting better every day. And, yeah, we're in Phoenix, where he, it is always hot. Your, your, your husband's a fighter, too? He is, yep. Nice. Is he, is he a, a professional fighter? He is, yeah. He's, uh, it's been a while since he's fought because he was in the military. Uh, he kind of had to cool it on the competition, but um, he's 3-1 and one as a pro, and he's a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt, and he wrestled for a really long time. He's wrestled for about 15 years, so he's a very talented athlete. Wow. You, you, you guys must have some, uh, some crazy times. <laughs> um. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we, yeah, it's been nuts. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Now, I, I actually, uh, uh, I didn't know that much about you. I knew you were following me on Twitter, and I started following you back. And I, I didn't, I, I knew I saw some of your fights. I was watching, uh, I was, you know, learning about you uh, recently. Now, you took your son, Max, to jujitsu class, and then all of a sudden, you started doing it. And three months later, you had your first fight, correct? Yeah, yeah, I had absolutely no prior training in any sport of any kind. I had never, like, been an athlete, really. And uh, I just ended up in a jiu-jitsu class almost by just chance. And, um, yeah, I just loved it. I fell in love with it. I liked the competition. I, I liked the, 
like I, I liked that you had to be smarter than the person you were rolling with, you know, and I'm not always a very smart person. So, you know, it was a real challenge. And I don't know. I just really, I liked everything about uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And, and somehow I ended up in an MMA class and then I took a fight and it just took off from there. Well, I mean, you're not, you knocked out your first five opponents uh, with, <laughs> with, with never having thrown a punch before. Uh, I mean, are you like the water boy of, of women's MMA? I mean, that's <laughs> fucking insane. I like that. Maybe that'll be my new fight name, Lauren Warboy Percy. Yeah, yeah um, I'm telling yeah, you. you know, I just, uh, I just had, I actually was really blessed in my MMA career. I started in Alaska, and, you know, in all honesty, the competition that I faced up there, um, it wasn't anything like the women that I faced in Invicta, and certainly not in the UFC, but it was a great start for me, and um, it was a real small community, so the training that I did get, I just worked really hard and made the most of it, and, and I had some really good opponents that always were like one step above me, but a reachable goal, so I, I hope that makes sense, but yeah, I was just really lucky with the opponents that I got to face. I got some really good experience, and uh, kind of got the... Oh, I don't even know a good expression for it, but I got to have a little bit of experience um, before I got on the big stage, and so that was really good for me. But did, didn't you have like a rough past? You 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 had overcome some kind of drug problem, right? And went to rehab, and um, yeah, I went to rehab when I was younger, in my early twenties. I actually went to rehab a bunch of times, <laughs> a whole bunch of times. But um, once I started getting into MMA and stuff, you know, there was um, a couple times where I would get into trouble with drinking and everything. I never did go back to rehab, but, you know, being a serious athlete has really helped me keep my head on straight. Um, a lot of the people that I've met in MMA, including my husband, have really just been, like, life-changing forces for me. I feel like I found a new family at the gym, and, um, yeah, I'll, a lot is really going my way right now, and I wouldn't want to screw that up by, by drinking or using yeah, now, what what was your drug of choice back in the day? Anything I could get my hands on. <laughs> I mean, were you just bored in Alaska? It was like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, you know, some of it was that, but a lot of it, too, I think I was just born, like, I was just born an addict, basically, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be drugs. Like, I liked doing drugs because they made me feel good, but or they at least made me feel different. But, um, like, even with... You know, my time at the gym, like, I'm obsessive about it. I'm going to be in the gym. I'm going to work harder than everybody around me. I'm going to, you know, do a certain move until I have it perfected. Like, and it, it's just kind of that obsessive, compulsive nature. And, and that's how I was with drinking and using. Like, I'm going to do all the drugs I can, everything I can get my hand on. I'm going to be the best damn drug addict anybody's ever seen, you know. <laughs> I'm going to be the drunkest drunk out there or whatever. And, and um, I really just kind of have to take that energy and focus it somewhere else and Focusing it on MMA has been, you know, it's done wonders not only for me as a person, but also clearly for my fight game. So <laughs> it's really working out. Yeah, I have a friend like that as well who uh, was a drug addict at one point, and he pretty, pretty much just turned physical fitness into his drug of choice. A lot of fighters like Matt, <laughs> Matt Brown, uh, uh, Court McGee, Court McGee. Yeah. a lot of guys. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I know with me, uh, I, I come from a family of addicts as well, and I think comedy has been my drug of choice. You know, yeah. it's just it's kind of one of the things. It's just kind of rechanneling your energy into something positive, which is hard to do. It's hard, it's hard to find something that you can do like that. If like you're working at a bank or something, yeah. it's hard to. Hard yeah, to do no, that. I mean, and I went to school for a while. I was a college student for a long time, and uh, like I, you know, I was getting straight A's. I was on the dean's list. I got I got a scholarship. Everything else because it was that same kind of obsessive energy. Like I was, I had to have straight A's and I had to get the highest grade in the class and 
I think I'm just that type of person where anything that I can get my hands on, I'm just going to ride it until the wheels fall off. And so it was like that for a lot of things in my life. And I think drugs and alcohol just kind of fall into that category, but they were definitely the most destructive forces, you know, because on top of that, like then you have addiction coming in and, and, um, they're expensive, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I had to do whatever I had to do to get money. And, um, yeah, I think it's just a super unhealthy outlet for those kinds of behaviors. But, uh, MMA, even school was a better outlet, you know, but I got bored with school. I, I really can't get too bored with MMA because it's a, it's always changing. There's always a new challenge in front of me. I like I like know sometimes when I write a joke that's like really kind of crass because I'll you'll retweet it, but with like a like a oh, <laughs> you, you'll say OMG and then retweet it. So that's what I know it's a good joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I'm not always the smartest person you're ever gonna meet. So sometimes like the highbrow comedy is really lost on me. <laughs> oh, uh, me too. No, don't worry, me too. Now, now, now you fought your last two fights have been tough. You fought Miriam Nakamoto. Uh, who is an eight-time Muay Thai champion, world champion, wow. and uh, and and you beat her. It was a kind of a controversial decision because she 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 was winning the fight, but you started winning the third round. I watched it last night. You were winning the third round, and and in the fourth, and she she blew her knee out. Uh, you took her down, and she uh, blew her knee out, and then she couldn't do the fourth. And a lot of people got mad at you for winning that way, but it wasn't your fault that you won that way, and you <laughs> were winning the fight. I don't understand why everyone got mad at you. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, I, I I honestly don't know either. Like, people were all pissed off. They're like, you didn't really win that fight. I'm like, what do, you, do you want me to give the belt to her? Like, it's not my fault that her body couldn't hold up through an MMA fight. That's just not, I had nothing to do with that, you know? And, and that's basically what it comes down to. And if your body cannot hold up through the abuse of what happens in a fight, then you're going to lose the fight. Mm-hmm. And uh, we see that all the time. You know, guys get older. And uh, their cardio isn't as good, or they're not as strong as their younger opponents, or whatever. And that's just something you kind of have to face and deal with in this game. And and uh, I'm I'm not sorry for the way that I won, and I think I deserved to win that fight. I think the fight was going my way, and and uh, I'm sorry that her knee blew out because she's a good athlete. You never want to see that happen, but at the same time, like I'm not. I'm not going to apologize for winning that way. I was laughing. No, they're looking at me because I'm laughing. I'm just laughing that she. People are mad at you that she blew her knee out. It's like you know she would have beat she would have beat you if you didn't break her jaw. If you hadn't broken her jaw, then <laughs> like this is a combat well, sport, kinda, right? It's a combat sport. Fighting. You got injured. You know, what, you know what it is. You know, I think the girl was such a revered Muay Thai champion that people were, could not believe that Lauren won and uh, or uh, you know or was even winning, and they wanted to make excuses. They, they got so angry sure. at her. But the, the fact is also. You've been doing this for four years. You took a fucking class four years ago, and then you're in a fight with a girl who's a nine-time champion, and it's going into the fourth round. I mean, right? Like that—that that in itself is a is a huge victory. Right. It's like what? It makes no sense to me. And then your your last fight against Sarah McMahon, I, I got to be honest. I I I thought Sarah was just going to kill you. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't know the odds for that fight until after it was over. But I saw the odds. There was a thousand point spread between us. I did not know that the world thought so low. <laughs> well, no, no, because when you throw, I'm glad I didn't know. <laughs> at least in the betting world, I think people like you know they jump on the whole Olympic. You know, they, they it gets blown out of proportion. Sure, she's competing in the Olympics, so that was kind of the. I'm sure that's why they, the odds were set at the, as, as they were. But well, I, I just think I hadn't really watched your other fights, and I just, I just thought it was your first UFC fight. 
you're going up against Sarah McMahon, Olympic champ, Olympic gold medalist, you know, so, right? Gold or silver, 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 silver medalist. Uh, I just thought, okay, she's coming off that Ronda loss, which was which is weird the way that she lost, and, and, and you really, um, it was hard to say honestly. It was like I could have been a draw, could have went your way, mm-hmm. could have went her way. It was one of those weird yeah. fights, you know. It was a weird fight, and um, you know, I, I'm not going to complain about the decision in that fight. I think it could have gone either way. It went Sarah's way, and that's fine. Um, you know, there were some things that I should have done differently in that fight. I think I could have won decisively, but I made some poor choices. And, um, mm-hmm. like, I can't blame Sarah for that. I can't blame the judges for that. Like, I just have to look at that and say, okay, here's the choices I made that cost me that fight, and I'm just going to learn from it and move on. And Sarah's a good fighter. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? And, and she was pretty classy. I'm not ashamed to lose a split decision to her. That, that doesn't really irk me, but... It kind of pissed me off that I made some bad decisions in that fight that I didn't have to. So, but like I said, like that's nobody's fault but my own. She so. said that she said that the, the the canvas was sandy. Was it really sandy? The canvas? <laughs> <laughs> they do kind of have a weird canvas, but I'm not really buying that because Sarah fought in there two other times. You know what I mean? Like she's been in there. She knows what's up. She knows what that canvas is like. So to say like, oh, I had a poor performance in my third fight. You know, yeah. because of the canvas, I think is a little. My 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 I my, was a little screwy. My, my my ex girlfriend's vagina was sandy, by the way. Just uh, she. Was, <laughs> <laughs> well, did you help her clean it out? I I did. I did help her clean it out. Just, just broke out the know. old the old womb broom. <laughs> Swept it out. The womb broom. <laughs> I love that. Now, uh, the wizard sleeves. Now, who are you? Uh, now, by the way, your training partner is fighting Jake's brother, correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yep. Oh, really? You're in Phoenix, right? What's that? Yeah, the fight's in Phoenix. Yeah, hmm. I'm yeah. not even. I'm not. You don't even know who your brother's fighting. Do you? No, I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, good job, Jake. No, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I've heard support. his. No, I've heard his name. I've heard his name. I just don't know who. who Joe Ellenberger. No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just don't know a lot about him. Is what I'm saying. Well, now, what's this guy's name, Lauren? Brian Barberina. Brian Barberino. Vinny Barberino. Vinny Barberino. Bar- Vinny now, can, can you, is there anything you could tell us to, that we could tell Joe to, to oh, like beat him? He's not going to do it. Come on. No. no. Yeah, yeah. You can tell Joe that Brian Barberino has a magnificent beard, and the beard is coming for him. All right. Oh, wow. Oh, All right. Are, yeah. The fear of the beard? Barberino really does have a you great should... beard, dude. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. You should see our guy Evan here. He's got an epic beard. Yeah, beardo. So does Tisha Torres? No, I'm kidding. No, no, just joking. No, according to according <laughs> Those to Carla, according to Carla Esparza, not me, not me, not Whoa. me, not me, not me, not me. I didn't say that. Uh, shots fired. All Allegedly. Right. So, um, now is there anybody that you want to call out, Lauren? No, you know, I'm, I just want to fight anybody. Um, I've been at the lab for going on six months now. Um, it was kind of it was kind of crazy because the day we moved to Phoenix was the day my camp at the lab started. And so it was a good camp. It was one of the best camps I've ever had. But at the same time, it was it, it was kind of like uh, all just thrown together at the last minute. You know, the UFC did give me time to prepare, but between moving my family and, you know, getting to know my new training partners and getting to know my new coach and stuff, it was kind of a like we just did the best we could with what we had, which really wasn't all that much. And so I think my next camp is going to be the best of my life. And I'll be prepared to fight anybody. I'm getting a lot better. And um, the longer the UFC waits to put me in there with somebody, the worse it's going to be for that girl. So, <laughs> all right. So come on, call people out. It's, it's like more fun. Me, Amisha Tate. Stop being so okay. politically correct. I would, I would love to fight Amisha Tate. I've been, I don't know how she's ranked number two. I've been calling her out forever. Like I just, 
Oh, I want to fight Mr. Tate so bad. <laughs> Let's make this happen. All right, there we go. That's way better than that yeah. first. I'm getting much better. <laughs> That's way better. Misha Tate what? against Lauren Murphy. Make it happen. You hear that, Misha? Yeah. Make it happen. You're on our radar. <laughs> so, Lauren, where can people find you on Twitter? I'm at Lauren Murphy MMA, and that's on everything. Oh, and by the way, this new uh, social media platform, Score, Score. puts out. Y'all should get on that and I'm come on follow it. me on Score. All right, so follow Lauren on Score. Good luck. Thanks for coming on our show, by the way. And honestly, you, you're a really, really sweet girl. Uh, you got obviously your your uh, your husband's in the armed forces. He, he's a hero. Jake's some hero in the military. I'm not a hero. But... Th- thank him for that. Uh, thank you for everything, and best of luck in your career. Hey, thanks. Hey, before we go real quick, my friend uh, Mitch Clark told me to tell you. He said, have that guy put me on his goddamn podcast. I will. Edmonton. He's from Edmonton. (laughs) Yes, I know exactly who that is. All right, no problem. In the next two weeks, we're going to have Mitch Clark. (laughs) Absolutely. Bye, guys. Thanks, Thanks Lauren. Take care. All right, that was Lauren Murphy. Ah, she's sweet. She's She's, a sweet girl. Yeah, good sport. People don't realize, too, like, when she made her debut, she fought Sarah McMahon, who's been competing for what like 15 20 years so yeah much longer than her she would she'd been fighting for four years so it's like which is crazy that's incredible to 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 take a fight even that close i mean that's that says something by itself it's, yeah i mean the, i mean the, the fact that this girl was in rehab in 21 and then uh, goes from rehab to fighting these sarah mcmahon 10 years later i mean after having a kid and having a jiu-jitsu i mean it's, it's pretty amazing Hey, Mark, how's it going? It's Adam Hunter on the, and Jake Ellenberger and Todd Rex on the MMA Roast Podcast. Mark. Cool, man. What's up, boys? All right. Oh, yeah. Good. How's everything going, man? Good. Didn't Jake just sign with the UFC? Jake? I did about five years ago. <laughs> five years ago. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Refresh your browser. No, my I brother just did, though. Remember. I, don't, I didn't even watch the UFC, so that's my problem. Oh, I guess. Yeah, my brother just did, though. That's probably who you thought about, yeah. That's right, yeah. So how's everything going, man? How's the MFC? Tell us about You're here to promote. we got a big car coming up, right? Well, they're always big, right? It's just, uh, you know, we, this one here has been, basically, I've been, in, I've been in the lab, you know, trying to fix it because I've had seven injuries in the last 12 days, and most of them are on the main card. So, oh. you know, I had, to put my, I had to put my camouflage on, and I had to, you know, I had to go deep. And, you know, it's funny. I, I always thought it was funny because I've helped so many people over the last 15 years in this industry. And then the first time we ever get in kind of like a jam, I just watched how people kind of reacted. They actually, it seemed like they actually enjoyed it because we don't, we don't usually get in jams, right? Yeah. So who, who call people out. Who was enjoying your freaking failed misery? I don't know, man, but I'll put them all back in spades, man. Don't forget, I've been doing this for 15 years, right? I believe so you, man. Me, most most MMA shows would have would have canceled the show, 100%, right? Um, even the UFC, came, you know, they canceled their show in Toronto this year. They canceled their show in Montreal because of injury stuff. Yeah. And I just, I can't do it, man. I just can't cancel a show. It's the weirdest thing. It's like... You know, even though ticket sales are good and the rest of that stuff, it's like, I don't know, man. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I cannot cancel a show. I, I just figure that there's some way, somehow, I could fly somebody. I, I can figure it out some way or another. And I, I always have. And this was the closest time, though, I ever came. And I was like, oh, like I almost did, eh? Because it was just, it was insane. And then, you know, I fixed it. Is the, uh, is the repaired show as quality as the original show? No, it's better because what usually happens in these scenarios, they're not scenario fights. They're guys that just, I'm trying to find the craziest, toughest guys I can find to fight the other guy. And usually they wouldn't fight each other. So 
I, what I've had to do is I've had to do numerous catch weights. I've had to do all kinds of, you know, just maneuvering and even the main event, right? Because one thing we all know, most MMA fighters can't sell a fight. There's a handful of guys in the world that can sell a fight. The only other people that can sell a fight, there's only two other guys that know how to sell fights in all of MMA, and it's me and Dana White. So for me, I look at I look at the two guys in the main event, and basically, no offense to either one of them, but if you have a problem sleeping, you just got to listen to one of their interviews, and you'll be sleeping in five minutes. Now, who are these right? guys? Wait, who are these guys? Well, Shane Campbell from K1, I mean, he's an awesome... He's an awesome fighter, but he doesn't know how to sell a fight. And Marcus Edwards, he's probably one of the most exciting fighters I've seen in a long time. And same thing, man. These guys just don't know how to sell a fight. And it's starting to, it's starting to like upset me after 15 years because I'm the one that has to jump on his soapbox all the time. I know I'm the promoter, but at the same time, is you see guys now like Conor McGregor, you see guys like Cheryl, you see all these, you see Floyd Mayweather. They're not, they're not just relying on other people to sell a fight all the time. They're jumping out going, you know what? Look at me i want to fight and i want you to tune into my fight on access tv on october 3rd and the problem is most mma fighters don't do that it's not in their dna all right so you got these two guys fighting who else is on the card well andrew mckinnis i love that kid he's a, he's one of those guys that can sell it he's fighting he's fighting uh ryan healy from your neck of the woods is he from your neck of the woods ryan healy is that pat healy's pat brother Healy's brother mm-hmm. yeah, pat's yeah, pat yeah, yeah. Used to be our champion at 155 back in the day yeah, no, you've had a lot of guys. I should tell you a story about that one. That's the best. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Healy fan. I just love them, man. They're just they're just that John Wayne of MMA fighters. <laughs> no, you've had you've had a lot of guys uh, come through the MFC. A lot of guys. Uh, you've had some some major major guys. Ryan Jimmo, Drew Fickett. Uh, no, listen, guys. Ben Henderson, Paul Daly, Jason McDonald, Patrick Cote, Tyler's Ladies. Anthony um, Burchek just uh, came with the uh, UFC. Anthony Burchak, just in the last, in the, just in the last three months, Burchak, Burchak gone UFC. Anthony Hamilton gone UFC. Um, Tom Watson, Conor Conor gone UFC. Jimmo gone UFC. All of them. That's what happens. Like this is this is the unfortunate part about my business. I've always tried to be different than the UFC. I've always tried to stand on my own. I've never even made reference to them. Even this year is the first year I've ever mentioned their name in interviews. But I have to do it now because I have to explain to people that this is the business I'm in now. It's like I can keep a guy in the MFC. I can get him to you know defend the belt one or two times, but inevitably. That's where he's going to go. Most people, 99.9% of guys never leave the MFC to go. They only go to one place. That's the UFC. People don't leave here to go to Bellator. People definitely don't leave here to go, like, in that baseball show. You know, they don't. It's just they leave here to go to the UFC, and that's it. Now, what happened with you and Ed Soares? You guys got into it. I was watching an interview. I don't like Ed at all no more. So let's make that perfectly clear. I've been very respectful to everybody in this business, but I'm telling you right now, and you could play this for him too, man. I don't know where he got, like, he bumped his head and thought for one second that I was some, listen, I can, I could still outbox probably half the UFC. You know what I mean? At 46 years old. So I don't know what Ed got in his mind where he thought he was some kind of tough guy because he's not on a tough guy list, right? But I don't know where he ever thought for one second in his mind where he's going to call up an interview and start talking crap about me. And he, people can do that from a distance all the time, but I'm, I'm shocked because I've never been disrespectful to him in any way. But the, well, it's funny because people bring that up about him calling to me and it really puts me off now. It's really like, I'm really shocked that he would do that. And then at the same time is, you know, you know, it's a shame because, you know, I'd hate to put him on YouTube. Let's just put it that way. What do you mean by that? 
Well, because there's no question what I could do to him physically. So it's, I don't know why he's talking the way he, he talks like he's a tough guy. And it's like, you're not a tough guy, Ed. So I don't know where you're getting that from, that you could talk like that. Because I don't address people that way at all. I don't care. You guys can hang up the phone and start talking crap about me. I'm not going to call in the show and go, oh, you guys are talking crap about me. Right. You know what I mean? I, that's not my place. You know what? Most of the time, I never get in confrontations with people. Then when they pick a fight with me and I fight back, all of a sudden I'm a bad guy. It's like, no, go check your history books in 15 years. I don't pick a fight with nobody, you know? But when I stick up for myself, all of a sudden I'm a crazy dude, you know? So you, can, you think you can kick Ed Soros' ass? Are you calling out I Ed Soros on our show? I kick his ass with, at 46 years old, bad back. Um, he wouldn't stand a chance. I'm, I guarantee it. Like, he wouldn't even be stupid enough to answer that question. What, what, all right, what, what about other promoters? What about you versus Ali? Uh, Abdelaziz. Abdelaziz. <laughs> I don't even know who he is, so I'm not, I wouldn't even know what to say, guys. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know him. All right, uh, what about you versus uh, Scott Coker? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are sick, man. But I heard Coker's a good golfer. I heard he could beat me in golf, so he could beat you in I'll golf. give him Coker the golf game. All right, uh, Dana? I, I would beat him in boxing for sure. Uh, Dana, Dana was a good Dana boxer. A I heard Dana was a good boxer. Listen, listen guys, <laughs> boxer size, boxer size, and boxing class. You, you, it's oh a big my difference, god, boxer I mean, size! He did, you know, I did see some video of him, and he looked like he did have some skill. So, you know, he, I'm not going to disrespect him because it looks like he has a little bit of skill. Wow, boxer size. No, he used to teach boxers. That, that, that's that's the word on the street. But I heard Dana used to fuck up Tito in boxing back in the day. No, come on, guys, you can't. Are you crazy? That's, that's what, so funny. That, that's what, that's the I word on the like, street. I said it the other day. I'm like, I saw my son. My son. My son's 26 years old, right? He's never competitively fought ever. But I, I was watching him the other day because he still trains x amount of times a week, you know. And I saw him like like throwing punches in the gym and stuff. And I'm like. You know, if you get the itch, you know, my wife just tackled me. She's like, no, no. <laughs> wow. All right. So listen, uh, so, so, so Mark, where can people watch your, your upcoming show? Live on Access TV, your home for MMA, man. Tune in. You know, Mark Cuban's network, Access Television. It'll, go in, it'll be live 8 o'clock Mountain Time on October 3rd. And, uh, you know, 7 o'clock Pacific and uh, 10 o'clock Eastern. You know that's that's what we got to tune in to watch, but it's gonna it's gonna be a mess, man. I'm telling you right now, it's uh, you know our, our blood guys are gonna be working overtime, and you know I, I I've already warned everybody because the matchups that I put together, like the guys in the main event, they might they might not be able to sell it, but I sure can. And I'm telling you, if you haven't seen Marcus Edwards fight, it is unbelievable the speed that he fights at. And then when you see Shane Campbell, formerly from K1, um, like he he knocks someone out with a liver kick last show but it wasn't even like a, a kick it was like a kind of a jab kick to the liver and he knocked the guy out and it was just awesome and, and wow. those guys are you know it took me forever to kind of stretch them those two guys and stick them in the main event but it's like it, it just you know those are the kind of fights i love to watch because i know what's going to happen i know guys are going to be getting knocked out and I, I that's my favorite thing still i just love watching people get knocked out uh well we have ed Soros on the phone right now no, i'm kidding now um oh, well, go, to, uh, come up there and kick your butt <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, Ed, so for sure Ed can. As long as he's got Anderson Silva standing behind him. I don't need that guy. All right, so Ed Soares is here. Ed, what would you like to say to Mark? I'd like to tell Mark that he needs to go on to the ice hockey rink and stick to hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I kick your butt, man. 
<laughs> oh my God, you guys are killing me, man. <laughs> you guys are killing me. Now, do, so, Ed, do you think that you could take, I mean, do you think you, you, could, you could take Mark Pavlich? I could take him. I'd take him to McDonald's and get him a Big Mac and an ass whooping. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you guys seriously, what did you guys do? Uh, so entertaining. Now, do you think that RFA is a better show than the MFC? <laughs> Ed? I refuse to answer that question. Oh, come on. No, because I, I, I know that you own the RFA. I know. And, and, and I don't want to talk about it. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God, man. I think I just peed myself. I swear <laughs> to God, man. That was too funny. Nice. Well, Mark Pavlich, we're all going to tune in as soon as I get access TV. Uh, so we. <laughs> what are you talking about? You got to go get Access TV. What's wrong with you? I know. I'm, I'm going to get Access TV. Where I'm, I'm definitely going to tune in once I get it. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people find you, Mark Pavlich? Yeah, of course. You can come to our website at maximumfighting.com. You can come to my Twitter at Mark Pavlich or the, the organizations at Maximum Fighting. And, uh, you know, come and watch, guys. Support us. We're the second longest running show in the world. You know, and uh, that's it. You know, come and watch. Nice. I have one last question for you, Mark, and that is, I think you and I talked on the phone a while back, and you were telling me about one of your relatives named Mark Pavlich, I believe, who played for the for the New York Rangers. Am I correct? Yes, but my dad is the more famous one. He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame, and uh, my dad, who's about 80 years old now, but he's, he, he still looks like he's about 60. Nice. And then my Uncle Marty won four Stanley Cups with Detroit Red Wings, Wow. And he's 87, and he's just as a he's in. You think he's 60 if you look at this cat? So wow. these guys are just genetic masterpieces. My father and my uncle, they're so, insane. Can your dad beat up Ed Soares right now? <laughs> my dad will rip. My dad, <laughs> listen. My dad is a badass. Like he's a, even at 80, but he had a temper that he would bite his bottom lip, and he that was your that was your like one second warning that you were getting an ass whooping. Yeah. And and I'm telling you, man, Ed Soares wouldn't get out of the first round with my 80 year old father. I beat him up too. <laughs> I beat up an octogenarian. I don't care. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Mark Pavlich. We're all going to tune in. RFA, October 3rd. RFA, Access MFC. TV. Oh, yeah, MFC. Sorry. <laughs> MFC. Uh, I've already, I'm trying to slap you through the phone right now. <laughs> Jesus, this MFC, October 3rd. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks for having me on, fellas. I really appreciate Later, it. Later, man. Take care.